Welcome to the Hall of Heroes podcast with your hosts, Jared Bachman Stubbs and Spencer Simpson. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie? Empire Strikes Back? Jesus, Tony, how old is this guy? I don't know, I didn't carbon date him, he's on the young side. Fuck Batman. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Lobo. Oh, it's on. <laughs> Let the good times roll. And everyone, welcome back to the Hall of Heroes podcast. I am your host, Jared Bachman Stubbs. And joining me, as always, is our co-host with the co-most, Spencer Simpson. Hello. Oh, and you just rock the whole ass microphone. What's an ass microphone? Oh, shut up! <laughs> God damn! I can only assume it has something to do with a flatulence it's, contest. Yeah, yeah, they use it for a rectal exam to make sure every like like the pipes are pumping clean. Yes, and Spencer, that's how improv works. <laughs> yes, and you're uh, welcome. <laughs> you're welcome already. Uh, and uh, Travis is here as well. Hey, buddy. Sup? We got a big old episode for you guys this weekend. Uh, as those of you who are probably listening to a superhero comic book based podcast, you may have known of a little indie convention that happened this weekend called San Diego Comic Con. Probably not. No, no big deal. No big deal. No, it, it's just that it's only, it's just the time of year that all mainstream publications pretend to have nerds on staff. Um, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Uh. But yeah, before we dive in, Spencer, have a, give us a slice of life, even though I don't have it listed in the show notes. Um, <laughs> let's see. You see, this is the thing about recording Dubak and Hall of Heroes, is that like for our for our you feel like you're dual listeners, yourself? I feel like people. Are, oh, he already said that, so I got to try to come up with something new and exciting and interesting. I'm only on one. I get to be fresh right off the bat. <laughs> it's great. Let's see. Oh, here's a nice little slice of life that I didn't mention. I went with my dad and Joel and his dad. I went shooting yesterday with my 18th century replica brown best musket and shot me some some musket balls. And we also shot an AR-15 and a 1911 pistol. I've always wanted to get my hands on a 1911. I think it is both the most, you know, engineeringly beautiful and just stunningly gorgeous weapon ever made, besides perhaps the bastard sword. Um, <laughs> but I've always wanted to get my hands on a 1911, and it was solid. I, being a good soldier uh, and reenactor with the Scottish Highlanders, uh, 42nd. You didn't. Royal Highlander. What? In that heat, you didn't. Oh, I didn't wear the whole thing. Oh, good God, thank you. No, I just I got wore... so scared for your safety. No, actually, last weekend, on Saturday, while I was binging, like, the first eight episodes of Highlander, or not Highlander, of Outlander, um, I sewed my black cockade and bearskin onto my Highland bonnet, so yeah. it's, it's in full, you know, working order at this point. But anyway, when we went shooting yesterday, I just, it felt wrong to to shoot my brown best without a kilt on so i wore my kilt and my new hat and it was great um nana uh, joel's nana got a kick out of that but 
Uh, I needed to prove my worth as a soldier of the king, uh, quote unquote, as an American. I don't know if I fight for the king, but well, um, we still toast to, to to good old King George. An argument too. can be made. We're slowly moving towards a monarchy. We we're getting there. <laughs> Give it another. I had a conversation years. yesterday about how like this is a this is a crazy historical fact, and this is a tangent here. But one of my history professors used to be uh, at the ohio state university yeah and he did a calculus once at the height of the roman empire its political and governing infrastructure was smaller than the administration at ohio state university for the entire roman empire spanning from hadrian's wall to north africa to the you know freaking eastern coast of the mediterranean they had less people in charge than the administrative body at Ohio State University. And it got me thinking, maybe smaller government, not too small, but maybe smaller government would accomplish more things because there's less people in the room arguing. Just had a thought. I don't know. I'm not ready to... It's to interesting vote, debate uh, topic for It is day. for a different podcast. Yes. <laughs> but, so um, what you're saying is that the consolidation of power is always a good thing. No, what I'm saying. Amazing. <laughs> that is not at all what I'm saying. I know. I what I'm, what I'm saying is Josh the yet. fewer just intelligent Josh and and you know competent people that are in charge, the more things mm-hmm. will be accomplished. Because what we yes. have here in our political system today in these United States of America is basically a, a dead fire. It is. It is a deadlock. <laughs> But anyway, it is a flaming fucking dumpster fire. As a good soldier of the king, I needed to test my ability with the three shot challenge. I that's just what I call it. Yeah. But they say a good muzzle loading soldier from the time of the French and Indian War all the way up through the Civil War <coughs> could load and fire three aimed shots in sixty seconds. The best I could do was 70 seconds, but I consider that pretty all right. For someone who's pretty new to the game, 10 seconds off is very impressive. Pretty all right. So, that's my slice of life. Travis? Oh, boy. Uh, Man, there was a lot this week. Just following Comic-Con in general was a hoot. And then hanging with you guys watching... The Inner Geek and oh, Showdown title match. No spoilers. Oh, but no spoilers because no spoilers. Spoilers. of spoilers. What but a match. That was, that was insane. And then the time after, the 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 party into the morn. <laughs> yeah, after Spencer and Joel were in for the night. Uh, us and I, loyal listener Josh Allman. Spencer, do you recall waking up at about 3 a.m. and yelling at us? Yes, of course I do. Do you remember exactly what you said? Because I will never forget exactly what you said. You said... You said you wanted a quality 45 minutes of sleep. A quality 45. And Jared looks at you and says, you know, when you're really tired and upset, you sound like your mother. And you responded with, what does that imply? And Jared said, nothing bad, just your word delivery is a lot like hers. And you looked at Josh... In his soul. <laughs> Not me. The person who was talking to you. You just randomly looked directly into Josh Almond's soul. <laughs> and said, it's not delivery. It's, it's just <laughs> <laughs> I I remember that now. <laughs> 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 looked into his soul. 
<laughs> and we oh, didn't know what yeah. to do. That was my second back-to-back night of a sleepover, and I just really needed a little bit of sleep because I was running on Fair. like three hours, and it was one a.m. I needed some kip. Yeah. And you guys were having a great time, and I don't begrudge you that at all. But man, you guys were loud. Yeah, we know. <laughs> and I don't fall well, yeah, asleep. Yeah, it stays because we were playing geeked out. Yeah. And then Jared. <laughs> oh, this was after you like went into the laundry room to sleep. <laughs> And I got I got slap yeah. happy. The delirium kicked in, and I was on a fucking roll. Jared, looking at Josh, we're mid question on geek out, and he, like I'm mid reading this question. He looks at Josh. He's not wearing a shirt, by the way, because it's hot. It, I wasn't because it got too hot, so I took off my shirt. This is important. So, <laughs> he looks at Josh and just says, "Look, man, you're one of my best friends, so you get a warning." <laughs> <laughs> Don't you ever <laughs> <laughs> What'd he say? What did he say? Don't you ever look down <laughs> Don't you ever look down my name <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna help Travis out real quick. I'm sitting without my shirt on, and I just briefly see Josh just like glance over at me and glance back, and like my lizard brain kicked in and went fuck with him. And I was like, Josh, you're one of my closest friends, so you get a warning. I don't want you to ever look down the barrel of my belly button ever again. And Josh gets so fucking defensive. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, I know you were looking down my fucking navel. Don't you look down my navel? You don't get to do that. No one gets get to, to do, do that. No one gets to do that. Don't you ever fucking do that again. And I was, I was laughing and crying about as hard as I am right now. Oh. Uh. <laughs> What a time to be alive, kids. <laughs> and then I did it to you like three yeah. minutes later. Yeah, 30 minutes later, I just like suddenly, again, it's like four in the morning. I suddenly remembered that that exchange happened, started laughing, and Jerry goes, what are you laughing about? Just remembering how you just yelled at Josh while looking at your belly button. You can't either. It's <laughs> 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 a great time. Oh, man. It was out of control. Um... Geeked out. I love that game so much. I probably shouldn't be allowed to play it anymore. <laughs> I don't. I think I'd, I'll have to sit out because I never win a bid, let alone it's fulfill rough. it. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was so much not fun. Not with you guys, I did, anyway. I did not expect Jared to be so well versed in the non comic and Star Wars questions. Thank you. I appreciate it. You caught me off guard. Like the Nintendo question? Yeah. I could name. One Nintendo game, no two, and one of them is Wii Sports. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a grand old time. Um, my slice of life was very similar to Travis's. Um, getting to watch the uh, San Diego Comic Con matches live uh, for the Schmodown, great time. Whenever those go up, be sure to watch them. Uh, I um, I look forward to talking about them, like with spoilers. Of, like, our reactions to it. Oh, yeah. That was you, fantastic. You in particular. <laughs> <laughs> I had a I'd moment. love to watch a live Schmodown match I wanna go, with like... you while intoxicated. Because <laughs> oh, that would be oh, an Lord. event. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be sure which one was more entertaining. 
This, I was not, okay, I will not go so far as to say I was intoxicated during this. I did have a solid buzz going. <laughs> and I was watching. This is the match where Mike Kalinowski beat Kevin Smets. Don't tell Peter. <laughs> Don't tell Peter. What oh, poor Smets. Uh, undefeated rookie season. Don't tell Peter. I'll tell you what, though. He's a Smets is a powerhouse. Dude. Dude, Kevin Smets is terrifying. With. <clears throat> this is me. I had a nice buzz going watching. tune into that once that match goes live the only difference of my slice of life um like i said i'm not even 100 sure i'm allowed to say anything publicly yet um but i don't think ben Ren listens to this show so i don't get in trouble um he should he should oh i'm going to make sure that like any like candid shots that are taken of guys and dolls i'm wearing a do that shirt i am a whore for this company um but <laughs> um, it was appreciated, I'm sure. As, yeah, uh, I said on the show before that I had an audition coming up for the show, Guys and Dolls. I got it, and I got the part that I wanted. I'll be playing Harry the Horse, which I'm very excited for. Uh, that's going to be in September. So any of you guys who live in the area, be sure to stop on by, say hey, and uh, come see uh, Double Show Host in uh, one of my favorite musicals. So with that. Uh, Oh we boy, got, we got There's so much marathon. There's so for much you. to fucking talk about. Marathon. Um, yeah, it's a marathon episode. So uh, buckle down, hold on to your butts, and Travis, since this is one of your favorite, yes. Superman's. Uh, oh, I'm getting it's a, ear it's fucked right now. Sorry, pal. Is that better? Zoinks! Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just opened a, one of the articles and it started blasting, oh. like an oh, yeah. in, inlaid video. I gotcha. Um, but Travis, <laughs> since this is one of your favorites, uh, you're going to take this one. I expected to. Uh, <laughs> we threw this one in kind of last minute. The article is from I DC. knew about it. I forgot yeah, to put it I in because I'm an idiot. DCComics.com. Uh, article by Tim Beadle. I'm not, there's a lot in this article because they explain what the actual story is, but uh, DC has announced their DC animated movie slate for 2020, uh, which includes Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, Man of Tomorrow, and prior to both of those, one of my favorite Superman stories, Red Son of Krypton, which, uh, if you don't know, is this is it's an when Clark story. Kent gets bread pilled. <laughs> uh, Kal-El of Krypton, instead of landing on Kent Farm, lands in 1950s USSR, and shenanigans ensue. It is a fantastic uh, Superman book. If you haven't read it, I recommend it. Uh, <coughs> very, very good what-if story. 
I, I guess these are fitting into their kind of animated universe that they've yeah. been building, which... Faring better than the live-action one. Much better. <laughs> and as someone who's watched all... I've almost watched all of them. Yeah. I think I haven't watched Justice League Dark. Oh, Justice League Dark is probably one of my favorites. It's just, it's not on DC Universe. Because uh, What? I know, right? How? Whom? When? Why? At least I don't think what? I can double check while we talk. But uh, they just released Batman Hush. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I'm excited to. I've heard kind of mixed things. I guess they... They changed don't... something. I think I they guess talk... subbed out Killer Croc for Bane at one point, I heard. I know Bane's in it, so that would make, that would make sense for a Switch. And then I guess they kind of have some twist with Hush's character that I don't know what it is. But some fans are pretty, not like, you know, get your pitchforks upset, but just like, yeah, this wasn't great. So I don't know. Still going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, super excited for Red Sun and uh, Man of Tomorrow. Cause yeah, Man Superman. of Tomorrow. Yeah, totally. But yeah, Red Sun, that's a, that's a big story. It's a big swing. Uh, so, some kind of out there I'm for the normal fare. Curious how they're going to fit it into an already established universe. I mean, unless it's just like an Elseworlds thing. They don't really expect to be taken into any continuity. Um, I didn't even think Hush was supposed to be in that universe. It is, though. It is? Yeah. But Batman has trunks on. And not armor. I think... Swimming trunks? Um, his suit changes... I'm trying to think of what, like, what movie it is noticeably different. Maybe it's Bad Blood. I, I don't know. I, I just don't I don't like the. I don't like trunks on superheroes. I don't think you need a fucking uh, speedo. That's just me. I like armor. But uh, moving right along, um, this is a story from last week that we either just missed or didn't get an opportunity to cover. Um, because uh, whatever idiot writes these show notes forgot to put it in there. Oof. Um, uh, that would be you, Sai. I know that was the joke. And it would have been a lot funnier if you didn't stop to explain the joke. Asshole. You son Now of... you've insulted me and killed my joke. Yeah, uh, Justice League Dark is not on DC Universe. Get on that, DC. Don't tell Peter. Don't tell Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but love for Kevin the Smashers mess. Um, so we have uh, this story that John Carpenter is going to be writing a Joker comic. Um... The horror filmmaker will collaborate with video game writer Anthony Birch for the October release. Uh, the year of the villain concept, which crosses over with the majority of series set in the DC universe, uh, with you know Batman, Superman, stuff like that, uh, sees Lex Luthor, uh, now a genetically engineered mutant Martian hybrid, making offers to a number of supervillains to fully embrace evil in exchange for the abilities to achieve their wildest dreams. Joker isn't waiting for Luthor to show up. However, in the special issue, he'll set out to ensure that he proves he's the worst villain of all the unassisted. Uh, he will he accomplish it? Perhaps so. After all, taking about taking about the project, Carpenter talking about the project, <laughs> Carpenter. I can read. I promise. Uh, revealed that in his eyes, Joker Joker is the holy fuck. Joker is the greatest comic book villain. Uh, the special issue. Follows similar one-off issues for Lex Luthor, the Riddler, Green Lantern villain Sinestro, and Black Mask, um, who's going to be in Birds of Prey. Uh, 
Yeah. So I'm very excited for this. Um, John Carpenter, classic horror writer. Uh, nothing but good things could come from this one. I'm very excited to see what kind of freaky shit they have the Joker do. So yeah. A lot of Joker look recently. Yeah. And that's good. You yeah. know, like that'll be a good time to, for it to come out to kind of tie in and cross promote for uh, the Todd Phillips flick. But moving right along, Spencer, you're up. Excuse me. All right, so this coming in from a Sci-Fi Wire uh, is from San Diego Comic-Con. DC announces that Young Justice will get a fourth season. Woo-hoo! The new streamer in town, DC Universe, came locked and loaded to San Diego Con. Part of their presentation told fans everything they needed to know about the hit animated series Young Justice. The sci-fi And Sci-Fi Wire was there to get the straight scoop. Scoop! Scoop! Two scoops. So first off, the fans were very excited to hear that the show will indeed return for a fourth season. The current season, uh, subtitle Outsiders, is still dropping episodes, but fans are happy to know that the show will still be around in the future. So uh, they revived the show in the first place because it was a major selling point for the DC platform. Can speak from experience. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, co-creator Greg Weissman simply held up four fingers when asked uh, when asked it, it, uh, about the, the season count. He said it would be back without you guys. Oh, excuse me. It would not be back without you guys. We are incredibly grateful, speaking of the fans there. And we went on to talk about the building of the team within the show and how we wanted the characters, he said, that had secrets who would tell lies, characters with and without powers. Um, so secrets and lies seem to be the theme of the panel and for the entire series now that we think about it uh, according to sci-fi wire uh, because their biggest hint for the newly announced season four was this there will be more secrets and more lies so there will also be more from apocalypse which they say has intentionally gotten the show a really slow burn travis you have seen the show I'm caught up. And I have not caught up. I've seen the OG two seasons. I have not seen the third one. So uh, Season three isn't finished yet. If you want to watch it, you want my login stuff. I think there's a Dubek Community one, but I'll gladly take yours as well. So for the new season, or <laughs> yeah. for, for the rest of this season, season three, uh, Sci-Fi says we can expect to see uh, some more exploration of Lex Luthor as well as Beast Boy's plans. Yeah, um, they've... So... I, I had this feeling like they were going to announce a fourth season because they've they've been doing a lot of setup and they're on episode 19 of 26. Like, they just established the team they're referring to as the Outsiders, even though the whole season is called Young Justice Outsiders, which is pretty confusing because everyone was like, <laughs> oh, it's going to be Batman and the Outsiders, which is a yeah. line. And episode one... Batman splits from the Justice League and is like, I'm piecing out with a team, yo. And we're like, okay, there's the Outsiders. Cool. And then episode 18, Beast Boy goes, I'm making my own team and we're living in a tower and it's going to be all teenagers. And you're like, cool. We're getting the Titans. Finally, they're going to have a team called the Teen Titans. And he goes, and we're the Outsiders. What? What? (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) there's a lot going on. And <laughs> so, randomly, they're trying to execute the Judas contract. Oh, 
Oh, great. For no reason. <laughs> so, we're, yeah, there's a lot going on. And they need <laughs> they hilarious. need a fourth season just to make sure they can wrap up all the storylines. But I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to see the new season of uh, Young Justice. Also, definitely. Lex Luthor heading the UN is a sight to see. Jesus. Right. The UN of all things. Wow. Uh, moving right along. Uh, yeah, on the topic of DC Universe, Travis, you're back up. Yeah. Gotta open this one. Uh, from CBR.com. CBS, baby! Sorry. <laughs> we got uh, the DC Universe panel and the future of the streaming service. DC Universe has been running for almost a year releasing exciting adaptations of the iconic DC characters and stories. The streaming service has earned critical and commercial success for content like Doom Patrol, Titans, and Young Justice Outsiders. Well, at least two of those. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also garnered controversy with the surprise cancellation of Swamp Thing, which I never looked into. Do we know why that happened? Uh, probably because they can't fucking afford it. Fair enough. <laughs> With the second season of Titans currently in production and Harley Quinn set to premiere later this year, DC Universe is poised to reveal more about the future of the service. A sizzle reel for Doom Patrol was aired, showcasing the irreverent... The first time I read this, I thought that said irrelevant, and I was like, well, that is a choice <laughs> word. That is a choice word. Irreverent tone of the series and the bonkers visuals of the show. Doom Patrol executive producer Jeremy Carver... Took to the stage with Diane Guerrero, mm-hmm. who plays Crazy Jane in the series. Uh, it was one of those shows we initially didn't think we could do. And neither did we. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone in that. Curver explained he admitted he wasn't familiar with the original comics until shortly before production. I fell in love, though, he explains, before the visuals, beyond the visuals, because I saw the characters, I fell in love with it. I'm not a super suit guy. I like that it's rusty and bandaged and torn. These characters felt especially human to me. The series deals with a number of heavy topics, speaking about the balance between, I think, the people keeping the balance. That's such a weird sentence. Yeah. <laughs> As it came out of your mouth, I yeah, was thinking like the same it, thing. Ugh. We have a collection of people with a lot of life experience, varied life experience. We have some folks who are huge comic nerds, and we have some who have never worked in the genre. What we were really looking for when we were making the writer's room was people with life experience. That people were willing to go to the line and pass the line in terms of absurdity and trauma and pain, such and such and such. Guerrero spoke about working with the cast, calling her co-hosts incredibly empathetic. We talk and cry. It's amazing to work with these people. As a human, you deal with things on a daily basis. I deal with trauma and I feel like people connect to Crazy Jane because she rides that internal roller coaster. The pair announced that they will, in fact, be coming back for a second season. The Bizarre Superhero series will return for a second season sometime in 2020. Uh, and it will also be coming to HBO Max, which apparently is going to have a ton of shit on it, uh, which is also launching in 2020 with the first season of Doom Patrol preloaded. How does Warner Brothers have so many streaming services? Uh, your guess is as good Whose as mine. Whose idea was this? Uh, next... The panel shifted to Titans, which we have a story about later, uh, which is yeah. currently finishing up their production on the well, second yeah, season. Yeah, we can, we can talk about that right now since it's here. Um, 
Yeah, the unfortunate, very, very, very unfortunately, a uh, stunt actor lost their lives on the set of Titans. Um, I'm not sure if that if that had happened at the time of the panel, how public any of that information was. Um, but yeah, it's, the production's been delayed on Titan season two for good well, reason. Se- season two's slated to come out. Like I think it, I think it was finished. Oh, okay. Because well, okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah, because yeah. this this gives a date. For season two. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, well then that may have been an older story that I wasn't aware of. But uh, yeah, um, that's still... It unfortunate. still sucks. Yeah, it's still an like unfortunate it's... development. I That came up with a lot of the other stories and I was researching and I saw that floating around during the Comic-Con hype. So I may have been deceived. Continue. Uh, Titan season two will begin streaming on September. No, 6th. the story's only three days old. Holy yeah. shit! Okay, it maybe didn't come out until like the same yeah. time and just got buried, which is to be expected. Yeah. Um. So yeah, September sixth, I might finally crack into season one, only because <laughs> uh, we apparently will get Titans variants on Wonder Girl, Bruce Wayne. Uh, yeah. Did you uh, see the suit? I think I did, yeah. It's so it's... ugly. It's so fugly. Hold on. But we're also getting Deathstroke. Yeah. That character hasn't been done to death. That doesn't mean I don't like him. I like him too, but he's been done to death. And it's yeah. I don't I can't go so far as to say that the that Deathstroke has been ruined for me, but I am less impressed by Deathstroke appearances than I used to be. Fair enough. Um I can't find it, but the suit's ugly as shit. It is ugly as shit. I know sin. I've seen it at least once. It's, I, I it's, might have It's mostly it. black, and the symbol is, like, awkwardly placed and is kind of thick. I think I, like, repressed the image it's from my no, mind. No goo. No goo. Uh, no goo. The panel no also goo. got a screening of the pilot episode of Harley Quinn. Uh, animated series stars Kaylee Cuoco of... Uh, Big Bang Theory. Yay! Aren't you so happy? <laughs> Bazinga! <laughs> that's, like the, that's how this show's gonna end. Since it's supposed to be like Harley Quinn with like a Deadpool kind of tone, like yeah. with the fourth wall. If at any point Harley just looks, you know, it's animated, but like quote unquote down the barrel of the camera and just goes Bazinga. Bazinga. I will get a fucking Harley Quinn tattoo. Like ten, I will... <laughs> ten out of ten. Best I, will get, I've ever I will get the diamonds tattooed on my ass cheek. Like, <laughs> do it anyway. <laughs> Be a real fan. Put. Uh. Call me daddy. Wasn't ready for it. Just like you blindsided me with that one. We don't have time for you to say "Call me daddy." That's it. It's just a San Diego Comic Con episode. You have it. <laughs> we gotta keep it light, man. We gotta keep, gotta it, keep light. it light. I wasn't ready. Um. So, other notable things in this article about Harley Quinn is that apparently they just shit on Bane for a lot of the show, which is going to be funny. Yeah, and, I'm cool with that. Uh, apparently, Bruce Tim really loved it. Okay. I know. It, it gives me hope. Okay. Now, what did Paul Dini have to say? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment from Paul we Dini. Got, we got that, nothing from Paul Dini. That's uh, Paul Dini, cousin of uh, Houdini. <laughs> 
And for those of you at home who couldn't see how proud of that joke was that Spencer had a big smile on his face for, <laughs> he, just, he just did big old grins. Houdini. Houdini. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's what we're getting to DC Universe within the next like year and a half. Nice. nice. I might I might finally dig into the live action shit because I have the service. I might as well use it, right? Yeah. You can review this I can, shit. I can. I'm not. Yeah, oh, right. I can finally have an educated opinion on why Titans is shit and not just not just I've fuck it. Batman. Yeah, Spencer, this is Lego related. To yeah, it. I'll you. jump in. So this also from Sci Fi Wire, Lego DC Batman Family Matters enjoys blocky world premiere at C D C a C or just San Diego as we call it around here. Did you say S D or C D C C? That's a good question. <laughs> the world may never know. That's a good question. We could pause this and just rewind it, or we could just leave it up to fate and go back and listen on Thursday. I vote fate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so Lego like and DC, subscribe to figure wait. out what the fuck that's actually said. Did I say SDCC or CDCC? Like and subscribe and tweet at Jared. Anyway, I love it. so brick by brick, Lego DC colon Batman colon Family Matters. The Bat colon. The Bat colon. <laughs> okay, Lego DC Batman the Bat colon Family Matters held its world premiere at this year's San Diego Comic Con. Feeling that running a company gets in the way of his true passion fighting crime, Bruce Wayne, voiced by Troy Baker, tells Wayne Enterprises that he can focus on being Batman full time. Uh, oh, excuse me. He doesn't tell Wayne Enterprises. He sells Wayne Enterprises to work on being Batman full time. His decision comes at the most inopportune time as Red Hood, voiced by Jason Spisak, sure, sure, and Two Face, Christian Lands, launch a dastardly plot which forces Bruce to realize that his outward persona is just as important to the survival of Gotham as Batman is. Something that. Um, I always thought was lacking in the Nolan trilogy. Um, to make things even more complicated, you've got a Hal 9000-esque Al named Brother I. AI. Re- repeat that exact thing you just said. <laughs> you've got a Hal... <laughs> Al! You've got a Hal 9000 You see, that Elon Musk is going to develop an owl that is so complicated that it takes over the planet. You've got a Hal 9000-esque owl named <laughs> Brother I. <laughs> It was. It didn't make sense to me either. <laughs> Just for the record, I was like, "Why is what, it? What is that? What mean? does Al have to do with it?" Sorry. A Hal nine thousand esque AI <laughs> named Brother I, voiced by Cam Clark, that runs nearly all the machines and computers in Gotham. Quote the what? Uh, who says this? Oh, Rick Morales says, and I quote. The way that we sort of took Batman in task... Oh, what the heck? This None of this makes sense. Sorry, let me start again. The way that we sort of took Batman to task in a way you wouldn't normally do. That doesn't sound like a complete sentence. It probably isn't. 
But anyway, Rick Morales continues by saying, maybe sometimes he's got something to learn. We hadn't really done anything with the Bat family. It seems like a good way to appeal to the kids and their families, which I agree. And the film was also... nothing says family fun like a group of traumatized individuals who are really good at martial arts. Yeah. Yeah. Says the biggest Batman fan in the room. Like, I'm not taking... I'm like, I'm taking the piss as a big fan. Yes. <laughs> um... The film also sets up young Billy Batson, uh, voiced by Zach Callison, as Shazam. Um, yeah, so this is a movie, not a video game. Sorry, I know I was disappointed. But anyway, yeah, check it out. It's on the way. Next. <laughs> All oh right, boy. Travis. Yeah, Travis, you're back up. Oh, boy, here we go. Arrowverse 2019 trailers, Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl prepare for crisis. Another crisis? Uh, Already? Yeah, boy. I mean, last year wasn't technically a crisis. Uh. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. Um, the CW has released trailers for the Arrowverse 2019 lineup that teased the build-up to the next crossover event, Crisis on Infinite Earths. At San Diego Comic-Con 2019. In the seven years since Arrow launched the network's shared DC Comics universe in 2012, the franchise has added The Flash, Supergirl, oh, and Supergirl to the mix, along with an original spinoff titled DC's Legends of Tomorrow. For all of the castmates, they wanted to keep on payroll, but didn't want to keep in a main series show. <coughs> yes. And, and Captain Cold, because he doesn't fit in that list. But... <laughs> It's also become a tradition for either most of or all of these shows to cross over annually each mid-season, resulting in storylines like Invasion, Crisis on Earth X, and last year's Elseworlds, which was the first to set up this year's crossover, which they are somehow trying to tackle Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. Like, actual factual Crisis on Infinite Earths. Actual. Factual. If they somehow... Okay, this would be wild if they pull in at the very end, just because I love one of my favorite Batman moments is when Batman just straight up shoots Darkseid in the chest. Yes. If they, I don't care how ugly the fucking suit is, pull in Titans Batman just to be like, oh, by the way, here's my time bullet. (laughs) They've done, first side rant, they've done no setup for Apocalypse or Darkseid. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have Batman. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They have Batwoman, but the reviews for that first episode have been yikes. I mean, I kind of expected that. I don't yeah. It's a CW show. And I'm, mm-hmm. not, and I'm not trying to shit, because, like, Flash has been good. There's been good stuff from Flash. There's been good stuff from Arrow. There's been good stuff from Legends and Black Lightning and all of that stuff. I don't think that the writer's room for a lot of these CW shows have, like... First of all, they're aware of their audience. Yes. I'm not saying that I think any of these writers could not write something with a little bit more maturity to it. However, these are the same people who know their audience for shit like Riverdale. I say that as someone who has seen Riverdale. Uh, (laughs) And watches Riverdale. However, you cannot make an argument that those shows have any type of like real maturity beyond teen drama. Oh, so when you not. so the absolutely idea not. of some of a CW person writing anything to do with a bat family member 
with how dark and tragic those stories can be, I am not surprised that it is it is as hokey and kind of ridiculous as Batwoman turned out. Side rant over. Oh, uh, don't worry, there'll be more. Yeah. Um, so, I'm kind of just going to go off the rails at this point from the article. Because, yeah. you know. You know your I, shit. I, I, I know you. this. I've watched the, these shows, except for Legends. Legends is the only one I, I don't watch. Um, it didn't play in it all last season, and it kind of has to this season, but, you know, maybe I'll finally watch it. Uh, so, Arrow's ending finally on season eight. They are having a shortened season of ten episodes. I don't know if that includes... Because that went well with the last show that famously... Decided yeah. to go for a shorter season. Which, speaking they, of which, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you twice yeah, in a row. I don't care. Did you hear that, like, the day before it, they canceled the Game of Thrones panel? No. D&D were like, deuces, and so were all the actors. Like, we're not fucking coming. They were like, we like like you said, like, this yeah, is going to be a blood... They were yeah. like, this is going to be a bloodbath, we're not fucking coming. Like, they canceled the Game of Thrones panel. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> That's amazing. No, I'm sorry. This one, this one goes out to our Scottish listeners. I'm, <laughs> I saw this. I'm looking at the... Arrowverse is not my thing, so I took this time to update myself on all the dank memes out there. That's fair. And I found this one. It says, Scotland is now generating so much wind energy, it could power two Scotlands. Oh and it's just, see, I can my see the powers t- have doubled since last time we met Count. And it's just the cross of St. Andrew instead of Anakin's head. I don't know uh, why I thought that was so... It's not even funny to me anymore, but when I read it, it was so funny. Sorry. That's okay. Um, So yeah, Arrow's getting only 10 episodes. I don't know if that includes the crossover episodes or not. (laughs) This occurred to me, Jesus Christ. This is a bad idea. What? 10 episodes for an Arrow finale with how convoluted that fucking show is? Well, so they hopefully won't be doing flash forwards again because they did that this past season and it did not go well. Um, They've also written off Felicity Smoke she will not be in this season. What? They wrote out Felicity? What yeah. The fuck? <laughs> uh, I haven't been watching until like about five episodes in the season five. Do you want me to spoil this for you? Go right the hell ahead. Spoilers for Arrow season seven. So the end. So in the crossover, the he has a kid now, right? Yes. He has one illegitimate child and one child with Felicity. Okay, I knew about the illegitimate child. Yeah. So one of them's legit. Legit, bruh. Um, so they, they have their little Elseworlds crossover, they meet the Monitor, um, and, yeah, and trying to stop that, uh, Flash and Supergirl almost burn up, trying to... They are not trying to put the anti-monitor on CW. They most certainly are. Uh, there go, I mean, they put the Monitor on CW. Oh my god, what the hell? This is so ambitious for a franchise that can barely use Superman. (laughs) It's like watching a train wreck in slow motion. So it's glorious, but Arrow, you know it just, or, it's just not going to end well. Oliver meets the monitor and is like, "Make them survive," and I, you got one big favor from me. And at the end of season seven, him and Felicity uh, sneak away to have their kid after saving the city, kind of like anticlimactically. Um. Because the, the finale of season seven was very bad. But 
uh, they, they sneak away. They're living in like an like, you know a town basically where it's all like F- ex FBI agents that need to be yeah. hidden. They have their kid. They're happy, and then the monitor shows up, and it's like, "Hey, remember that favor you owe me? It's time to pay up." And I'm sorry to say, you ain't coming back, kid. So, <laughs> what? Yeah. So they they have told the audience that Oliver Queen will die in this crossover. You, we've seen his tombstone, um, and then so that's how he's going to be off doing things, and Felicity's still going to be in kind of seclusion with their daughter. And we know she's there because of the flash forwards, so she can't be in these episodes. So yeah, no Felicity, which I am all game for. Please. <laughs> What the fuck is this show? Um, oh my they, god. Oh, but also, John Diggle's a Green Lantern. All but confirmed. What the, really? What do you mean, Diggle's a lantern? So, Diggle at the end of lantern. the crossover, they when they get the warning about Crisis, a different version of... I don't remember the actor's name that plays Jay Garrick in that show, but he played Flash in the 1990s show, right? Yeah. He shows up... The ship. Yeah, he shows up... And he's telling them about this terrible thing that's happened. And he looks at John and says, where's your ring? (laughs) (laughs) And when I heard that, I nearly shat myself. Because it means... This show can't afford to do the Green Lantern special effects. (laughs) But they're going to damn well try. Probably. This show can barely make fucking Barry Allen run right. <laughs> and you're going to do a Green Lantern construct. Yes. That's their plan. At least you I are think a that's bold their plan. one. Oh, man. We're also getting, um, what's his name? Brandon Routh back as Superman. Superman. Yeah. Okay. Because he's like, so Brandon Routh is in the show as uh, the Adam. Yeah, I knew he's that. He's in Legends. Yeah. Uh,. I th- I think I'm sure they've poked fun at the fact that he played Superman uh, at, at some point. Um, but apparently during the crossover, he will be appearing as Superman alongside um, the actor who plays him in Supergirl, who I adore. Uh, Supergirl cast. We'll get there. Oh my god. Um, they will both be appearing as Superman. Uh, Tyler Hoechlin, Hoechlin. Uh, they will both appear as Superman in the crossover. I've said that like four times. Um, which kind of blew me away because it implies that they might be pulling people from other DC properties as their respective characters, which got talked about back when the DCEU became a thing and they kind of just laughed it off. Yeah. So here we are. Um, this is when Ben Affleck comes back. <laughs> this is this will be the triumphant oh, return God. of Bad Fleck I on the fucking CW to to oh, shoot Jesus. to shoot Dark Side. <laughs> so I'm just like, you have one second to say that your mother's name Martha. <laughs> and then Hawk will raise him to kill you. Can I get a rescript of that of those comic panels without text? <laughs> I need that. Um, and then 
on the topic of Batgirl, I I thought she was cast well, and I think she does fine in the last year's crossover. Batgirl? Or Batwoman, I'm sorry. Oh, no, okay. Yeah. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if they went, oh, by the way, here's fucking Barbara Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, because, like, I'm confused on who they can and can't use, right? Because they obviously can't use... Also, apparently, Bruce Wayne does exist in this universe. Like, yeah. he, he'd operated for years and then retired. So, that's interesting. Of course he did. Um, but, like, like you said, the Batwoman reviews have been very iffy. And all the promo I've seen looks... Oh, they're having... We just talked about a Batwing. Uh, yeah. Lucius Fox's kid will be a, a character in this show. Okay, okay. Uh, and a, from what I've gathered from the trailers, it looks like she accidentally discovers the bat cave because there are shots of her in just the the batman suit yeah on its own without the wig and without the color bat symbol on the yeah. chest and then she will eventually make it into her own suit and stuff so i guess it'll be pre elseworlds because she's already established as batwoman in elseworlds yeah oh, what the fuck and then uh, also, there have been reports that they're doing Hush as a villain. You know, Hush, Tommy Elliot, the the person who is Bruce Wayne's childhood friend who reshapes his face to look like Bruce Wayne, is going to be a villain for Batwoman because he has personal grudges <laughs> against Bruce Batwoman. Wayne. Yeah, like. I, I want to see this writer's room pitch. Yeah, I want to just sit in the writer's room. I I, I truly think it, that they play the fucking... Like, you know, like when you go to a carnival and there's like the, the, the balloon game? Yeah. And like you hit like X amount of balloons with the darts and like under it it has a number and it's like, okay, you averaged out at this so you get to pick this prize tier. I think that in the writer's room for the CW shows... That there's a wall of balloons and a handful of darts. And beneath each balloon is a character or an arc. And, and they, they have they're like, and they, that's how they construct the seasons on the CW. <laughs> like, I think that's how Arrow Season 3 happened. Is they went, we want Rachel Ghoul on Arrow. Nissa. Green Arrow is literally just evil Batman. Let's roll with it. Okay, let's go. I spent my and $5 on four darts. This, <laughs> and it contradicts what I was about to say, which is like, maybe they can't use because of Gotham not being under the realm. They own the TV rights. What if they couldn't use a lot of the mainstay Batman villains like they wanted to? Because like, it's in Gotham. They can use the Gotham rogues, right? So maybe they used Hush because he wasn't used in uh gotham congratulations gotham you had the restraint to not use hush <laughs> and <laughs> but then that raises the question how the fuck did they use deathstroke and rachel actually Ghoul? that's not true because tommy elliott does show up in gotham does he i yeah. didn't watch he's <laughs> he's bruce's school bully what <laughs> not his best friend what? Not his best friend growing up tommy elliott is a bully um, what the fuck is up with Gotham? I was remember that was whenever I still was like trying to like Gotham. I watched one episode. I was like, I can't do this. I I was like, okay, this is weird. Okay, this is my kind of weird. 
okay, this is stop. This is stop being my kind of weird. This is just dumb. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Um, everyone is just the dad of the villain who's doing the thing before they do. It's been a hoot yeah. with Gotham, um, but yeah. And then I guess just a quick. And then like Crystal Meth Joker at the end of the yes. show. Um, so Arrow's bringing back Adrian Chase, who is probably my favorite villain on the show. So as season five's antagonist, he's great. I love him. Glad he's back. Don't know how they're going to work him in because the last time we saw him, his brains were splattered all over a boat. So that's cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Flash is... I'm just thinking about to fucking... What's the guy's name who played Deathstroke? Uh, um... Uh, whatever his name was. like yeah. I, I think Arrow villain, and I just think of him fucking chewing up the scenery. And I'm like, why didn't you just bring him back? Like, give me some well, kind not, of... well, he's not a villain anymore. He's like an anti-hero. Of course he is. Because he's, he's cured of the Mirakuru, and <laughs> he has his sense back. So, have fun oh with that. Um, yeah, Flash is getting <laughs> the villain blood work as it's... Uh, <laughs> as its lead villain. I thought Godspeed was supposed to be the villain. No, Godspeed... Uh, no, Godspeed... They have him as, like, a one-off... One-episode-off uh, villain in season... Uh, the, season 5, the most recent one, to as Nora's origin. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Because she, she realizes it's Velocity 9, and then something happens, and she... Her... Or, no, he hits her, and her chip that's... Moving on. Uh, yeah. Um, and this is why I stopped watching Arrowverse shows. I don't know why I keep watching. Maybe because I just really like Stephen Amell's uh, face. Because I like it a lot. Yeah, he's a, he's a handsome he's a handsome devil. But... I also really like Supergirl a lot. I think it's a good show. And Sam Witwer was in season three. So that's reason yeah. enough for me to watch. Um but season four, Supergirl looks to be following up on the on Lena's revelation in season three that Cara Danvers and Supergirl are the same person, uh, which she's not happy about. Uh, so that's going to be kind of the go through with that that show, which will be interesting because they kind of set up Lena to be a villain, like the Luther of the show. I like her new costume that I saw. Oh yeah, no, her, co- her new costume is fucking sweet. Hers and Arrow's are really good costumes. Um, hair could use a change up. Not a fan of the hair. That's just a personal thing. But her new costume is fucking rad, and uh, GA's new costume is fucking rad, and I'm really excited. All right. Well, that's your arrow dump uh, for this week, guys. Um, yeah, I stopped keep- keeping up with this stuff because I couldn't, and I didn't have the mental capacity to do so. <laughs> so, bless you. I don't hey, know thanks. how I do. Moving on. Uh, oh, 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 this is the one I wanted to talk about. Um, <laughs> so, as you guys know, I, I enjoy um, the occasional trolling of the... Um, release the Snyder Cut folks um me personally uh the background I enjoyed the Justice League movie I have I can honestly say I have liked everything that has come out of the DCEU to some extent 
um, including BVS, including Suicide Squad, including Justice League. Do I think Justice League is a great superhero movie? Maybe not. There are elements of it that are stupendous. I think Henry Cavill, once he stops playing emo Superman, yes, is incredible. <laughs> I the I the, do like truth, and I'm a big fan of Justice line. I squealed. I, I squealed. I was like, "This is so fucking corny. This is so apple pie and baseball." Thank you. It's um. It, it all it did to me though was prove that he could have been doing it from the beginning. Yeah, but that's that's the script's fault. Yeah, at that uh, point, yeah, it's you not know? his. Um, you know, Batman <clears throat> is the leader, strategist, um, lovable douchebag in the room, and he does not actively murder people. Um, there, there's a lot of stuff to really enjoy about the Justice League movie. I know it's not great. I know BVS isn't great. Whatever. I'm not going to pretend that it is. That said, uh, <laughs> I, okay, I'm going to sound like a little bit of a hypocrite. I would not be upset if tomorrow, I would be upset if tomorrow Warner Brothers said they were going to release a Snyder Cut, because that's a big fucking story. And we wouldn't be able to talk about it. <laughs> and I'd have to wait a week to talk about that. However, I would not begrudge Warner Brothers to release the Snyder Cut. I would like to see Zack Snyder's version of Justice League. And, um, you know, obviously it was tragic what happened with his family, with his daughter and everything. He had to walk away for a reason. Um, that said, the fucking lunatics on the internet need to stop with this shit. Because I've had enough. I've had enough of this shit. <laughs> Guys, it's not even okay. I'm lying. It's still (laughs) funny. funny. It's still really funny. But okay, so anytime you don't have a Twitter, Spencer, anytime there is a Warner Brothers or DC making make a Twitter post or an Instagram post, um, my favorite friend of the show, Armin from Comic Book Cast, um, will retweet a Warner Brothers post and just simply have the caption attached to it. Guess what the comments are? Dot dot dot. And consistently, there will be a flood of people who are just like, you robbed Zack Snyder of his original vision. You destroyed Zack Snyder's movie. Give us a starter cut. Hashtag release a starter cut. Release a starter cut. Release a starter cut. Release a starter cut. People losing their goddamn minds. Um, and again, there are people, again, these are one of those, like, kind of like when we talk about, like, you know, the anti-Last Jedi type thing. Like, again, if you dislike The Last Jedi, I do not think you're an asshole. You're entitled to that opinion. You're allowed to really not like The Last Jedi. However, the moment your arguments... The moment you start to tell me that I'm an idiot for loving it, or you start to prove to me that it's bad, or you try to... uh, You use, like, racially charged and misogynistic arguments and whatever to, like, rip apart the movie, now you're an asshole. I don't think you're an asshole if you ever unironically use the hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Because you're entitled to want to see that cut of the movie. But the crazy bastards who are harassing people online (laughs) and what we're about to get to paid for an airplane to fly over the convention center with a little tarp behind it that said release the Snyder Cut. You need to see a fucking professional. To the motherfuckers who bought 
bus advertisements that have released the Snyder Cut on them. You need to see a fucking professional. To the individuals who were standing at the San Diego Convention Center handing out pamphlets like you were like the cult that you are about release the Snyder Cut. You need a hug and a drink and to see a doctor. Stop it. Stop it now. I don't <laughs> No, my favorite is like it's like I got I, someone put a picture on Twitter like of the pamphlets up close, like what the fuck is this? And like sp- it's literally just like some of them are of the same shot from like here was one of the first trailers here was what we got in the theater and literally the version in the theater is just brighter colored and it's like (laughs) this is your issue um and then there was like other moments where it's like so like some of them would be like a side by side and like one of them is like whenever batman's in the nightcrawler Whenever they're fighting Steppenwolf, when he gets in, he's like, I didn't bring a sword. My turn. And he's like, bringing up the fucking robot. Um, so they had like those side by side. And it's like, ooh, Zack Snyder's version had dimmer lighting. Um, or at least the Snyder cut. And then they had like footage that was like in the trailers that we didn't see. And it's like, okay, yeah. But this movie had to go through extensive reshoots. And like, I hate this narrative that Zack Snyder got screwed out of his movie. Because frankly, this movie would have gone to Tesla regardless of the horrible fucking thing that happened to his family. Like, you know, rest in peace to his daughter. It was horrible what happened. You know, like, this isn't like a hit on like Zack Snyder for leaving the movie or like Zack Snyder deserved to be fired because he wasn't. He stepped down because he lost his daughter, which is horrible. And I don't think they could have picked a better person to do this than Joss Whedon because of the fucking Avengers. <laughs> but. I don't think that Joss Whedon could do much with the story that he had to tell. And I think he did the best with it that he could. It's just this whole thing. Like, it was going to be a mediocre movie no matter what. And I think Joss Whedon made it less mediocre. Because I am not a big fan of Zack Snyder's. Again, my heart breaks for him. And I don't want to have people yelling at me like, Oh, you you, you took the piss out of Zack Snyder. Like, yeah, I do frequently, but also, oh my god, he lost a child. It's terrible. So, um, I'm going to tell everybody at home the truth about Santa and the Snyder Cut in that they both don't fucking exist. <laughs> How could you do that? Warner Brothers does not have a vault. What? With a, disc, with a flash drive on it. That is just what? the Justice League movie with less lighting. Santa Claus is real. <laughs> I was I wasn't sure if you were gonna go for the Snyder Cut of Santa, um, uh, but yeah, don't just stop, please. I can't believe you made pamphlets. I can't believe you printed pamphlets. That was the part that pushed me over the edge. Can you really not believe it though? I. I'm not... How do I put this? I was not surprised by it, but I was taken aback by it nonetheless. Like, seeing a printed out pamphlet that was... The, wow. I'm to, impressed. To quote Josh Nichols, I'm not upset with you for doing it. I'm more upset with myself for not anticipating it. <laughs> <laughs> the Hall of Heroes as an institution at Snyderbots. <laughs> yeah. We should have expected this from you. We were asleep at the wheel. 
take the next story while I pull up the pamphlet so you guys can see. Oh the... right, is this? Did we already talk about this? We did. Yeah, we you touched on it for Titan. All so, yeah. right. So next up from Gizmodo, we've got an article here from the San Diego Comic Con. The Walking Dead uh, San Diego panel confirmed a Rick Grimes feature film and addressed three major show issues. For fans of The Walking Dead, what's going to happen in Season 10 was less important uh, than a few bigger issues. And in Hall H at Comic-Con, those were all addressed. The Rick Grimes movie... Okay, I lie. I'm sorry. The pamphlet did not have the side-by-sides. It was the bus ads. Um, We're going to get back to this in a second. Okay, so this this is one side of the pamphlet. About us. <laughs> our our mission to see Zack Snyder's version of Justice League. After tragedy struck the Snyder family, Zack Snyder stepped down and from uh, from nearly finished Justice League, leaving the film he worked for his whole life. This is so freaking corny. <laughs> leaving the film that he'd worked on for his whole life. For Joss Whedon to finish, the result was that the Justice League. We, the, the result was the Justice League we know today, a butchered version of the film that it was meant to be. We wish to see Zack's version. What? Oh, this is nice though. They've also got a section on the pamphlet for the AFSP, which says. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention is a charity organization. Yes, yes. Kudos on this part. With Zack Snyder himself, had the honor to work with and raise over seventy grand in the past months, and our cooperation is not over by any means. Good on you. Good on you. For that. Absolutely, I cannot condone Good your harassing people online, but good on the ASPC stuff. Because well done, yeah, well done, well done. It's a very worthy cause. Um, okay, I think the well, the bus ads is the one that <laughs> see you cringing. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So this is the front page, the Snyder Cut movement. Yikes! <laughs> what? It's a, it's a, it's. Uh, there. <laughs> can't even think of a word for yeah the it. back of the pamphlet is like a picture of the league um and oh my fuck it's like the it's like the j like they have the style like the jl oh, the league, but, but it says sc, SC oh, uh man. with the whole league around it on the bat very back like the spine of it it says answer the bat signal follow the hash follow hashtag release the snyder cut on any social media platform visit website made for the movement www snyder dot for snyder com and then on the back it has it has bruce wayne's fucking monologue from the beginning of batman v superman there was a time above a time before there were perfect things diamond absolutes how things fall <laughs> how things fall things on earth and what falls is fallen in the dream they took me to the light a beautiful lie and then on the inside like you said with the um as or afsp um yeah uh the middle part creative independence Zack snyder was not the first one the last director creative like basically yeah studios get involved in fuck up movies all the time i've never heard anybody take to the streets and be like i demand the trank cut of fan four stick 
or you know like I I don't get it I don't get it why it's this movie like again what happened to his daughter is terrible and I don't want to make it sound like I don't care about the circumstances as to how we got here with there being two different artists working on the same project but holy hell guys stop it keep going I'm gonna find the boss ad Okay, um, so back to Walking Dead. Sorry. Uh, at Hall H, um, questions as to what were going to happen to Season 10, and a few bigger issues were all addressed. The, Rick's Gri- the Rick Grimes movie, um, the end of the comic book, and the departure of a movie star. Um, I'm not even sure what I was looking at just now. So the first thing, <laughs> how much would that fucking cost? Apparently, probably not much. Yes, apparently not that much. In California, like bus stop ads, probably right on top of the convention center. That is prime real estate, dude. That is some coin. I'm sorry, we're talking about The Walking Dead now. Yes, we are. Okay. Um, Hashtag release the Russo cut. Are there any tomatoes coming my way? Asked Kirkman when the issue was brought up. He explained that the comic from Kirkman, Tony Moore, and Charlie Adlard is some that is very special to him, but they were Rick and Carl's story. Now, there was a natural conclusion, but the show isn't just that anymore. It's the world story, and quote, anyone concerned that because the comic wrapped up and that the way the season 10 will spontaneously end on episode 4, that's not going to happen. There's a lot more, more, there's a lot more, more story to tell, end quote. He even said that he'll be working on the showrunners to uh, potentially <coughs> explore strands of the comic that maybe didn't get explored enough in detail. Um, I mean, basically, there's a Walking Dead season 10 and a Rick Grimes movie. That's basically it. Yeah, I didn't didn't realize they were at season 10. Yeah. Apparently, there's only going to be four episodes as well. Because that has done so so well. well. (laughs) At Game of Thrones... Anyway. Well, don't expect to see uh, San Diego at Comic-Con there. Or see... see San Diego at Comic-Con. <laughs> Welcome to the Kirk the Dirt podcast. I'm your host, J.T. Hausman. J.T. <laughs> Hausman. What? All Next right. article, Jared. Take it away. All right, I'm excited for this. Uh, this is from Sci-Fi Wire because Sci-Fi was doing amazing coverage of San Diego, as they always do. Amazon is taking a unique shot at the superhero genre with the upcoming comic adaptation of The Boys, showing what happens when supers get a bit too powerful. Uh, Carl Urban and the rest of the cast were on hand at San Diego to tease the bloodbath they have in store for those rogue, quote-unquote, heroes. The upcoming Amazon Prime series follows The Boys, a regular group of guys who set out to keep the spoiled, corrupt, godlike superheroes of the world in check. Along the way, they decided to take on the Justice League-esque group, The Seven, as well as the massive corporate interests that keep them in power. 
Everything we've seen up to this point has promised a darkly comic, bloody, and R-rated take on the concept, and the display at San Diego did not disappoint. Uh, considering the comic was created by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson, we'd expect nothing less. Panelists included Carl Urban, Jack Quaid, Anthony Starr, Aaron Moriarty, Laz Alonzo, Chance Crawford, Tomer Capone, and Karen Fukuhara, Eric Kripp, Seth Rogen, Jesse T. Usher, and Elizabeth Shue. It was moderated by Aisha Tyler. Uh, Rogan and Crip also confirmed season two was already in production, so fans can expect to see that in 2020. It was also revealed that Simon Pegg will have a supporting role in the first season. It started with wanting to take the piss out of the superhero genre a little bit to turn it over on its head. As we went on, the mo- as we went on, the more we realized it's the perfect show to describe the moment we're living in. Kripke said of the concept. The show is really about what happens when you use celebrity to manipulate people and use your power to make the common guy play against his own self-interest. With the superheroes representing the powerful, untouchable forces of the world, Kripke said the boys are the natural ragtag pushback against the powers that be. As for what motivates these average Joes to take on the most powerful beings in the world, all they they all have their reasons. The, blue, the boys are the blue-collar 99%. And one way or another, they've been fucked over as collateral damage and not given a second thought, he said. They've suffered personally either at the hands of uh, Vote or the superheroes. But what makes them different is they've decided to fight back against the 1% 1 of the 1%. Urban, who plays Butcher, says his character gets on his kicks because he's taken out Homelander, which leads leads him to manipulate other victims of the supers to put together this makeshift team. Uh, the things that drive the thing that's driving Butcher is he's got an axe to grind. Pardon me. He's on a mission of justice, vengeance. He has a vendetta against Homelander for something he's done to him, he explained. Billy finds this young kid who works in an audio visual store and realizes he's realizes something similar has happened to him, and he realizes it's the perfect opportunity to manipulate this kid to do something really dangerous to achieve his goal. It propels us on this fun, crazy, wacky journey with a whole lot of twists and turns. Chase Crawford, who plays the hero of the Deep, said that the role was something completely different than what he'd come than what he'd done before. Uh, teasing this particular hero is deeply insecure and not all that self-aware of his own privilege. Star noted his hero Homelander uh, takes some weird turns in his <laughs> uh, Oedipal <laughs> session with Elizabeth Shoes. Uh, character Madeline Stillwell. Yeah, this show takes some turns. Fukuhara offered up the tease that she'll be doing a lot more wire work in season two. So yeah, look for a bit of super jumps in 2020. Alonzo likened the ensemble to a modern day A-team, adding fans will really enjoy the camaraderie of the diverse cast. Uh, They showed off some footage in an opening clip as the superheroes foil a bank robbery save a pair of teenagers caught in the crossfire the effects look great apparently the action looks solid and the tone looks like they're ready and willing to send up those cliched superhero shots we've gotten so used to seeing uh another scene focusing on a choir moment revealed simon Pegg will have a supporting role in the series a final scene showed carl urban's butcher in action hilariously using the spice girls as an analogy to explain his plan to break up this superhero team so yeah, I'm really excited for the boys. Um, it's dark shit. I lo- 
Um, I've had this conversation with you guys before. I don't think I've ever had an opportunity to talk about it like this on the air before. But I've always loved meta stories that are kind of like a story about the story it's telling. Um, that's why I think oh something like Oh Hello or Spamilton is so funny. Um, that's why I like personally. That's one of the reasons why I like The Last Jedi so much because it kind of like it, it has a mo- it has several moments where it goes okay. Here is this concept you take as gospel in this universe. Is it really that important? Are you right to think this? Let's figure that out. And it makes you just think about the concepts and things that you see as a whole. So I thought that Teen Titans Go movie was so funny. Because it's literally a movie about making superhero movies. And it it, it makes fun of all that. Like, you know, this is like, this is the last time I'll make a joke about Batfleck. But like, there's a scene where like the Titans are on set of a Batman movie. He's about to fight Superman, and the director's like, "All right, quiet on the set." And like, the screen goes from like being like the normal color to like this washed out gray scale. And like, Batman has Superman by the collar, um, and he's like, "I need to ask you one question. What's your mother's name?" He's like, <laughs> he's like "My mom's named Martha." Really? <clears throat> Me too. <laughs> What's your dad's name? Like, it's like, you know, it's that kind of like really meta, self-aware, like uh, they keep calling Deathstroke Deadpool, uh, shit like that. Like I like, like, I like that, like, we're aware of all the tropes, of all the nonsense, and we're going to make jokes about it. So, I'm excited for this. I like hyper-violence. Um, now, I don't, how do I put that? I don't like shows that try to be overly violent. Shows or movies that try to be overly violent. In that, like, torture porn, gore porn kind of way. But, like, when it's, like, tongue-in-cheek and stylized, you know what I mean? Like, like, I wouldn't watch, like, the reboot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's too much for me. But I fucking love Kill Bill. Where, like, it's, like, like, it's, 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 it's flashy. It has, like, it has style to it. It's not just, look at all the blood. It's, like... There's a, I don't know how to describe it, but I feel like you know, the, the, those of you listening and like you guys would understand what yeah. I mean. Like there's a difference between like, look at the blood and guts and like really stylish, hyper-violent action scene. Like it's on the, like the, the violence is, is absurd. Like it's not even necessarily supposed to be taken it's, seriously. Yeah, you know what so I mean? so unrealistically. Yeah. yeah violent and crazy whereas like like, 15 minutes of any kill bill movie i've seen thus far in my life it's like wow yeah yeah (laughs) that's really dramatic and it's not trying to but it's not trying to gross you out either you know um but yeah that's uh that's my take i'm really excited for the boys i'm definitely going to be watching that um okay this is our next to last story no i lied this is the uh third to last story um, we got a... Here, Travis, you can take this one, because I just read the last one. Oh, okay. Oh, well, you said it's not our next to last story. It's like, what's in between? Yeah, no, yeah, I forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, surprising no one. Marvel's Avengers footage leaks from San Diego Comic-Con. From IGN. Uh, attendees at, of the San Diego Comic-Con 2019 Marvel Games panel were treated to an early look at Square Enix's Avengers game. And surprising no one, the footage is leaked. This early footage was only meant for those in the room, although Crystal Dynamics did confirm that it will be releasing the footage to the general public a week after Gamescon in this August. 
However, not everyone obeyed the rules, and grainy footage taken on cell phones <laughs> Potato God, cam. has leaked to the internet at large the way God intended. <laughs> the footage shows Thor, Iron Man, and Hulk, and then we actually found a version that shows uh, Captain America and uh, Black Widow. <laughs> Jump well. hook kicking a shield into a man's face. <laughs> um, fighting on the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco during the events of A-Day, which is the opening set piece of the game. And uh, many are voicing their opinion on the gameplay. Most saying the gameplay looks really good. And a lot of other people kind of questioning why Square Enix doesn't want to show anyone the gameplay yet. Cause Maybe because the game's not finished. Yeah. This is also the same demo they showed at E3 when the game got announced. Uh, we... Spencer, did you watch the... I watched a little bit of it enough to know that, like, it, wow. It looks... It looks very Arkham meets God of War. Yeah, that's a and, very good way of putting it. And I am here for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think... Okay. When it comes to games like this, when you're using characters like Thor and Iron Man and Hulk... Go on. The characters you need to pit them against need... To feel like I need to use all these abilities to get through these guys. For example, it would be weird if I was playing the PS4 Spider-Man game. And instead of using Spider-Man to fight a bunch of thugs, I was like, hmm, how about Thor? How about Joe Donut with a shotgun and a Bowie knife has to fight the literal god with Mjolnir? <laughs> Overkill. It was kind of hard to watch the fighting <laughs> the gameplay. <laughs> like, Travis was laughing at me, cringing, watching, like, these normal dudes with guns, like, Just literally dudes. get, like, thrown into a tank with Mjolnir. And stuck there. And stuck there. And then, like, when he calls it back, they, like, slump to the ground. Um, at one point, and now this is, okay, don't get me wrong, it was a really cool kill, but Jesus Christ, Tony, you need to see a doctor. Um, Iron Man, like, punches up one dude and then, like, does a backflip and lights him on fucking fire with the rockets from his boots. And then just kicks him away. And it's like, holy shit, you just lit a man on fire. That's fine. It's fine. He's the good guy. You like, can, okay, the, you can like, hit the fact that he's, the like, he's, all, he's all cocky and grandstanding <laughs> in the beginning of, like, the trailer... Like, hold on, let me get this banner out of the way real quick. Like, like, like this guy in 15 minutes who's like, we love you too. <sighs> like burning a man alive. Um, uh, let me just flame you real quick. Yeah, like, and I'm not, it's, not, it's not necessarily a complaint. But like, oh my god. Like, that is such overkill. Now, like, if later in the game you're fighting like the Chitari or whatever. Or like, you know, they're not even, they're not even literally sentient. So, like, I'm okay with, like, Thor, like, uppercutting a dude's fucking head off with Mjolnir. But, like, it's just... And I don't even have an issue with it. It's just hard to watch. You know, like... Ain't gonna be hard to play, though. <laughs> no, not at all. Especially, you know... Um, you then it, melt through it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I am really excited for this game. I think the character moment I liked the most was seeing Cap's gameplay. Like, that looked like that kind of, like, really frenetic hand-to-hand, -hand, like, beat-em-up yeah. that I really liked. Um, I like, I'm, I'm going to have fun throwing that shield around. 
Oh yeah, like, especially my, my favorite part of uh, God of War was just whipping around that axe like nobody's business. I leveled up my throwing skills first, and <laughs> I'm gonna have so much fun just seeing how wild I can make those shield throws. Yeah, I'm gonna. Enjoy, I think I'm gonna. I think Tony's probably gonna be my favorite uh, because again, like that was one of those things. Like it's really hard to enjoy Iron Man fighting normal dudes. Like, Does, oh, yeah, congratulations, you blasted this man into fucking oblivion. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see that coming. Like, the dude has a machine gun, and you have that. Um, no, you know, no yeah. contest. But it looks like a lot of fun. Um, Taskmaster getting a lot of play these days. Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, so excited. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of fun. I think video games are an untapped reservoir of comic media potential. Agreed. And if... If nothing else, Spider-Man and the Arkham games have shown us that you can tell some really fucking powerful stories. Yeah. With... Especially the most recent Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, oh, so good. I need Spider-Man 2. We're Spider-Man 2. Yeah, <laughs> right now. Right now. Put it in my veins. Um, speaking <laughs> of Avengers, before we dive into uh, the big one. <laughs> the biggin. The biggin. Uh, Avengers Endgame officially passed up Avatar the global box office. Pops champagne bottle. Yeah, pops champagne bottle. Uh, with Stormbreaker. Um, <laughs> I my favorite meme I've seen in the whole ordeal was somebody photoshopped Jake Sully. Um, anyone know who Jake Sully is? Name sounds familiar. Okay. Uh, that's my fucking point. That's the main character from Avatar. Uh, <laughs> In his avatar uh, body, um, and it's the scene where, like, <laughs> from Infinity War, where Thanos runs Tony through. Oh yeah, and he's like holding on to his head, like, I hope they remember you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was that, and then like the, uh, um, uh, Mister Stark, we did it, we won. Um, but those two, <laughs> yeah, Avengers Endgame is officially the highest grossing movie of all time. Uh, followed immediately by Avatar, Titanic, uh, Titanic The Force Awakens, and um, what was it? Avatar, Force Awakens, or no, Avatar, Titanic, Force Awakens, Infinity War, and then Force Awakens, or no, Force Awakens, and then Infinity War. So yeah, with we that, did we did it, boys. We have no more news to cover. There's nothing else on this podcast that we don't we don't talk about the MCU on this podcast. We don't talk about the the, the Disney shit. Nope. So there's no more news. Fuck. Here we go. All right, Spencer, pull that tab up. I'm ready. All right, Jared. I think you're forgetting something, Jared. Yeah. We're only an hour and a half into this episode. Really? That's it? And haven't even touched the meatiest portion I of thought it. We this were... is going to be half an hour. I thought we were at a solid two hours already. All right. Unfortunately, no. So, we... Um... So pretty looking at it on a big screen. Yeah. Saturday night, Marvel had their big panel uh, at Hall H. <laughs> Where they announced, in order, here, for Phase 4, Black Widow. Well, we knew about Black Widow, but Black Widow with a May 1st, 2020 release. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier will have a Fall 2020 release. 
The Eternals will be released November 6th, 2020. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings will be released February 12th, 2021. WandaVision will be coming out in spring 2021. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will be released May 7th, 2021. Loki will be released spring of 2021. Uh, summer of 2021, we will be getting the Marvel Studios What If animated television show. In fall of 2021, we will be getting Hawkeye, a Disney Plus show. And in November 5th, 2021, we will be getting Thor Love and Thunder. Or as I like to call it, Thub and Lunder. <laughs> Fuck. F- I'm gonna say that. <laughs> I'm just For the record, I know I haven't said many of like the inverted versions of things that Spencer has said on the air. I've said them all privately. Like in my own personal life, I've accidentally said Kirk the Jerton. All of the ones that you've come up with. I just love I'm just waiting for the day that you fire me from the show because of the horrible influence I've been. Shit like that. Um, I'm ready wait for Wait till phase five. She, um, for Pack Blanther, um, Mapton Carvel, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He can't fuck me up with Guardians of the Galaxy. Not Those both start too. with G's. Galaxy yeah. of the Guardians. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna. That's the thing. It's like I've said it. I've said Kirk the Jerk and Two Spencer yeah. before by accident. Yes, you have. <laughs> Good to think of I it. I was. <laughs> I've never been more proud. All right, so, so we're gonna let's take a big juicy bite. All right, we're gonna start at the top here. So Black Widow. Um, here, let me pull up the notes again, because I believe this goes like line for line with this. The article I grabbed. All right, so. Black Widow is going to... Okay, so here we go. Though it was... Though it was the last Phase 4 movie to be revealed, Scarlett Johansson's standalone Black Widow is the first Marvel movie after Avengers Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, after Far From Home finished out the Infinity Saga, of course, and it takes place before the events of Infinity War. Marvel played a teaser trailer which includes shots from the first 30 days of shooting in addition to some archival footage. That includes David Harbour, Florence Pugh, uh, Rachel Wise, and O.T. Uh, Fagman? I don't know how to say the name. Uh, Johansson said, I get to play Natasha as a fully realized woman in all her many facets. I'm excited for fans to see what she perceives to be the flawed side of her. And I'm looking to wipe out some of that red in my ledger. And then this was an image shown at San Diego. Of Natasha Romanov fighting the Taskmaster. There you go, Spencer Simpson. There you go. Which very was very nice. A much better looking image of the of Taskmaster than what we were covering <laughs> yeah. a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Not the potato camp footage of it. Uh, the last little bit is a that last little bit is a callback to the conversation with Hawkeye in 2012's Avengers, which mentioned uh, also mentioned Budapest, a major location in this movie. The teaser also confirmed the villain will be. The physical mimic, the Taskmaster, who's playing the role, who's playing the role remains a mystery. Um, 
Widow is going to be directed by Kate Shortland and premieres May 1st, 2020. I, if you told me before Infinity War and Endgame that we were getting a Black Widow movie, I would have said, I will see it because it's a Marvel movie, but I am not counting down the seconds for it. After ScarJo's performance in Endgame, I am super excited for a Black Widow movie, and I'm surprised that I'm saying that. Very much excited for this. I'm excited for Taskmaster. He is one of my favorite, most underrated villains in the Marvel um, mythos. Very excited for Black Widow. I'm exci- I'm disappointed that David Harbour's in it. That means he can't play the thing anymore. <laughs> Unless he's cameoing as Ben Grimm, but I doubt that. Um, probably not. Probably not. Fast forwards to May 1st, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ms. Romanoff, I'd like you to meet Benjamin Grimm. Uh, at which point I'll shit loudly. Um, Travis, your thoughts on Black Widow? Uh, I... This is one of those things where, like, we've been seeing the, like, offshoot headlines of, they're doing it, they're really doing it, and yeah. my response has always been, bullshit, yeah. this is fake, you're fake, get your ass off my Twitter feed. And, yeah, it's happening. Yeah. And I want it. <laughs> like I said, these are I, one of those ones that, like, they kept talking about doing, and it was like, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. But, you know. Here and we are. Taskmaster looks pretty rad. Yeah, really I, excited for I, that design for Taskmaster. Excited to see more shit. Yeah. Spencer? Oh, man. I... <laughs> I thought you were about to throw your phone. Just <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just to be like, I'm so excited for Black Widow, I don't even want my phone anymore. Yeah! Now, I, I'm, excited. I'm excited for this movie um, because... I don't think, even though, like, kind of like you were saying, Jerry, is like, there's a Black Widow movie. Eh, I think I'll see it, but I'm not. You know, like, yeah. But, you know, Black Widow has grown on me as a character a lot over the years. And, um, you know, the spoilers, once again, I just wasn't quite ready to see her go. Like, she, she'd gotten a fair amount of, of screen time, but never, you know, a story about her. And,. Only hints at her background um, thrown throughout the movies. But I'm glad that we get this because, like I said, I wasn't quite ready to say goodbye to her character. And I think this movie is a really great opportunity for us to see her as, like, like Johansson said, as a fully realized woman and getting to fight someone her style. You know, they said it in, like, her first... Well, they said it in uh, let's see what oh, what was it Avengers that like that you're you're not a soldier you're a spy, and you know she's kind of adopted both at this point. Yeah, and it'd be it'd be cool a to soldier see her. who's really much punching above her weight. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the kind of threats that they face. And I would love to see a movie where she gets to employ both of those. Agreed. Uh, parts of of her persona where she gets to openly be like kicking kicking butt in a hallway like in iron man 2 but she also gets to you know do infiltration and you know interrogation or 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 spy spy material like we saw at the beginning of avengers when do you guys think um because they say before infinity war yes 
What time frame? I don't fucking know. I mean, granted that wipes out it being during the five years after the snap, which makes sense because she's a full-on redhead in all the set pictures we've seen. So, I don't know. I don't know if I want this to be like cold, calloused Iron Man 2 Black Widow, beginning of Avengers Black Widow. Or if I want to see, like, yeah, I'm an Avenger, I guess. And I'm not fully committed to this family quite yet. Black Widow. I'm not sure. I know that it's going to be a little bit jarring and a little less satisfying. I don't want to say satisfying. It's going to be different not seeing, like, the Natasha Romanoff who is like, I have a loving family back home mm-hmm. uh, with regards to the Avengers in play. Um, that said, as a comic book fan, I am kind of excited to see cold-blooded Black Widow on screen for a little bit. So I could go either way, and there's a part of me that's going to be kind of disappointed to not see the other one, but no clue. Um, it can't. They haven't like made it like abundantly clear like with the cars. They'll be like, oh, hey, right. these are definitively like cars from the 90s and shit like that. So I don't know. It could be like early 2000s. Um, I, you know what? I do hope it's in the like early early to mid two thousands because if they do that, and since all the Marvel movies always have like the hella era period Everything, accurate soundtracks, yeah. that means that we can get some like fucking Justin Timberlake, uh, Outcast. Please, please. <laughs> I don't. Okay. I'm I want to see a train to... Nata- scene where Natasha's training in the gym listening to Limp Biscuits rolling. I'm only going to disagree because I don't think it would fit well with Black Widow, but I want a Marvel movie set in that time so we can get that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Blade listening to Limp Biscuit. Now that I'll accept. <laughs> um, moving right along, uh, a film that we have covered extensively on Hall of Heroes. That all of the casting that we've been reporting on turned out to be accurate. Uh, Surprise. Okay. The Eternals. (laughs) We're the best. Surprise. Ah, they already knew that. (laughs) The Eternals is the first movie Kevin Feige presented at the Hall H Comic Con panel. And it sounds like the MCU's most cosmic film yet. Slightly tweaking the comic origin story from the comics, The Eternals is about a race of immortal aliens sent to Earth by the Celestials to protect mankind from the Deviants. Angelina Jolie will play Thena, and Sama Hayek will play Eternal Leader Ajak. The cast also includes Richard Madden, Kamel Nanjiani, Brian Tyree Henry, Leah McHugh, Don Lee, uh, Lauren Rudolph, and who will oh who will play the first deaf MCU hero? So yeah, uh, the Eternals, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, you know, I I said this before. Guardians of the Galaxy when it was first coming out. Oh, jeez, what were we in? Like eighth or ninth grade? Guardians? Yeah. No, um, not eighth or ninth, I don't think. I think I was a junior. Yeah, so we would have been in like eighth grade. That seems way too far back. I think it. I was Guardians thinking like place 10th in 20... grade for us. Yeah. Guardians takes place in 2014. I don't know. I think it's, I think it might have been the yeah, summer we were, going into my senior year. So you so guys would have been going been into your sophomore year. Okay. Okay. That makes some sense. Yeah. 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 Yes, yeah. so we were freshmen. Okay. We were yeah. freshmen. Okay. No, because I remember exactly. Okay. I have like a mental picture as to why I know. Okay. So I said before that uh, the big hair in my mouth. Yeah. 
I Guardians of the Galaxy after Avengers had come out and Iron Man three and Winter Soldier, I was like, okay, I'm excited for Guardians, but um, I'm gonna be shocked if they can pull this off. Um, or no, we were sophomores. I meant that's what I meant. That we were in tenth grade, not freshmen. Um, it was coming off that summer, but I was. I was like, I'm excited for it, but I don't know that people are going to give a shit. <laughs> and a billion dollars later, I'm very wrong. So, that said, I am so excited for this all-star cast for a really weird story. Um, I am excited to see a, um, a cast and group of characters who are... Um, Again, they're bringing the A-Team, they're bringing into a lot of star power for a really weird, fun, cosmic story. Um, they have, in Kamel Nanjiani and uh, Brian Tyley Henry, they have two very funny actors on their hands. Um, so I already know that I'm going to be laughing my way through this movie. So, yeah, very excited. Uh, Travis, thoughts on Eternals? I, have n- I do not know these comics at all. And I didn't know Guardians really at all when that came out, and it blew me away. So I'm, that's where the bar's set. <laughs> Good luck, Spencer. Thoughts on the Eternals? I also have very little background on them. I look forward to seeing them on screen and adding to the MCU family, um, especially in light of losing some of our favorites. It'd be nice to get some new favorites. Um, Richard Madden has one of the most beautiful accents I've heard in my life. Uh, just a, a really smooth Glaswegian accent. <laughs> and I just, I'm hard for a Glaswegian accent. You know, we're hard for you, Spencer. Um, like solid steel. Rock hard. Vibranium. Steel. Vi- we're talking Speaking of vibranium, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, and they're going to be facing off against Baron Zemo. Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie with Captain America's shield in hand took the stage to reveal the first story details about Falcon and Winter Soldier, which will stream on Disney Plus in fall of 2020. In the teaser trailer, we hear Winter Soldier's code phrase, the one uttered by David Brule's Baron Zemo that sent him into berserk mode in Captain America's Civil War. Which one? Which code phrase? Probably I am ready to comply. Oh, that one. No, it's saying, I think it's like... Or the, it's just like the whole sequence. The, the sequence that he says, because it says that Zemo says it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Bro will reprise the character and says in the teaser, I can't imagine what you will, what you all must be thinking. A villain seizes control of the panel and you expect me to threaten some unspeakable act of violence. Um, Bro is seen with a purple mask more in line with Zemo's comic look. So we're getting the purple outfit, gentlemen. We're getting the real Zemo. Uh, uh, yeah. The MCU, the last time the MCU really dealt with Bucky, uh, with the Bucky story, he was being treated by Wakandan scientists until Thanos arrived during Infinity War. Whether they were successful in curing Barge, pardon me, of his brainwashing will likely play out in, on the show. Falcon and Winter Soldier will be the first Marvel series to stream on Disney Plus in fall 2020. I am here for it. Uh, this is probably, of the TV shows, the one that I'm most excited for. 
Um, I, I feel like we we all agree on that. I I was excited for it, and then fucking Cap turned into Mister Rogers, and gave Sam the shield, and I'm like, well, this is the only show I care about right now, because um, I want to see what happens with Cap, and I think that this is a very ballsy move from Disney to be like, nope, you want to know what's going on with Captain America? We got to get Disney Plus later. So yeah, very, 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 very excited for that. Uh, Spencer, since you're the biggest Captain America fan on this panel, I pitch this to you. Ah, man, I I was re-watching Winter Soldier last night, and I just, I love the rapport that Cap and Sam have, and to me, it was the obvious choice. Like, if, if, you, if you held a gun to my head and said... You know, if well, as I'm walking into Endgame for the first time, if you held a gun to my head and said, you need to accurate, accurately predict who takes the mantle of Captain America right now, or we will shoot you on your way out of the theater, I would have said Sam. Not because I don't like Winter Soldier. I like him. Believe me, he's awesome. But I think he's cool enough without a shield. And he's like he's a little too grungy, I guess you could say. Yeah. And, and well, especially that, as he is in the movies, like there yeah. hasn't been a lot of time between Winter Soldier, yeah. Manchurian Candidate, murdering people, and, and now Winter you're Soldier. Captain America. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and Sam, I think, was the really obvious choice for Cap and for the the writers. And I feel like if I'm they were going to so go excited. with, I feel like if they were going to go with Bucky, they would have never put. Sam in in the first place. You I think know that's I, fair. You know what I mean? Like they would have done I, Winter Soldier. I don't, I don't know. I feel like even if or at least Sam didn't become not as early Captain as Captain America, that's he, fair. He filled a very good role. Yeah. In that he was the I, friend that Cap needed but didn't have yet. I think that. Yeah. Like um, plus, it's they just have put so satisfying early. to watch both Sam and Bucky. Yeah, compete to like, be best bro. Compete to be best bro yeah and up like becoming the, best like bros the, the two dudes chilling <laughs> in a hot tub five feet apart because they want to beat cap <laughs> that's like that's the two of them and it's so fun and you know i love one of my favorite scenes in the whole mcu is when sharon carter and cap finally make out outside the vw bug i don't want to talk about that and Go on. and and like Cap turns around, and both Sam and Bucky are sitting in the car. They're just like, "Attaboy!" Yeah, <laughs> you know, and yeah. I kiss just, your niece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh, that was. I was talking with Haley yeah. on the phone before I came here, and I was like, I think I picked up on like a plot hole, like a really big one yesterday, but I can't remember what it was. In Winter Soldier, on like this old SSR. Um, like interview yeah peggy says like he freed over 130 soldiers including the man that would become my husband i'm like so is there somebody else or well cap lives uh cap lives out in a different timeline it's like yeah in the the branching timelines of the mcu he goes to one and marries peggy and they live out their life and then when when that ends and he needs to go back, he kind of hops over to the main line, gives uh, Sam the shield, 
Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That's how I interpret it, and that's why I believe the Russo brothers have said. I need to watch Endgame with subtitles to figure out the hot tub time machine scene. Figure out how exactly in universe time travel like mechanically can I, works. I can break it down. Give me right now. So the reason that them going back doesn't change anything in the future, right? Right. For them to presently say, I want to go to the past and change something, means that the thing that took them to that moment has has, has happened. happened. It cannot be changed. So going back and changing something else will not result in a change in the future. It'll break off into its own timeline, its own timeline variant. In a multiverse esque style, which is why, which is (laughs) why, when Hulk goes to get the Time Stone, uh, the Ancient One says, "If you take this, then our timeline, our variant of the timeline, is left without an Infinity Stone, and we're hella boned." And then Hulk correctly replies, "Well, if we can come back and just put it back in the same spot, then it's fine." So. That's how they write around changing things in the future. And yeah, that's how that works. Gotcha. It's just like, I, I listened to that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot that Peggy had another husband. Mm-hmm. It's. Hey. That's one on your pump for you. <laughs> I need it. I'm running out of gas, friends. I'm sorry. This is like. You got uh, this. Hour four. Of podcasting after That's SGCC. True. That's true. You guys have been going the whole show. Yeah. Me. All right. And we're, <laughs> up, and whole we're show. up to one and three quarters. Oh, yep. Boy. Almost almost two hours. Look, I so feel like we're uh, cheating everybody if this if the San Diego Comic Con episode isn't two hours long. I know. At least. I know. So that was... Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I got to get back to this link because my thing's shit. Uh, Next up is Shang-Chi. Yes, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, wait. Oh. Oh, Go ahead. The Mandarin, which was... What's wrong? I didn't realize they confirmed the Mandarin. Oh, yeah. Shang-Chi will fight the Mandarin in the Ten Rings. The Mandarin, which was played as a ruse in Iron Man 3 and then somewhat confirmed in a Marvel one-shot, will be the villain in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Which stars relative newcomer Simu Liu as the uh, titular hero. The Mandarin, who leads a group known as the Ten Rings, the same one that kidnapped Tony Stark and Iron Man, will be played by legendary Hong Kong actor Tony Lung. Uh, Aquafina has also joined the cast. Director, uh, directed by uh, Destin Daniel Critton, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings will hit theaters on February 12, 2021. Very excited for this one. This is another one of those just out there properties. Like, okay, fucking Shang-Chi movie. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, uh, whenever I read that, I was like, come again? Yep. I've, like, only heard this character by name maybe once, and he's in the MCU now. Welcome. Let's hear it. Uh, Very excited for it. Very excited to see the uh, OG Mandarin, um, or the real Mandarin, at least, the one that was teed up in uh, All Hail the King. Hopefully there's some references to that. Um, hopefully uh, uh, <laughs> um, Peter Billingsley's uh, character shows up to, again, talk about the way that Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps. With a box of scraps! Um, with a box of scraps! 
in a cave with a box of scraps. Uh, but no, I'm really excited for this. I am excited to see if there's any like direct fallout from Iron Man 3 involved here. But yeah, very, very, very excited for Shang-Chi. Travis, thoughts, sir? Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to... Because now they, they know they can handle the Mandarin in all of his magical glory. So, because that was the... I, a lot of people had a problem with that in Iron Man 3. And I really didn't because they weren't that ballsy yet. And yeah. that's fine. You don't have to be that ballsy. Um, you are, though. Yeah. You have all those balls. You've got all them ball. <laughs> Singular. <laughs> all the ball. All the ball. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know much about Shang Chi other than now he's in the MCU. Yep, and it's happening. I'm looking forward to and seeing. I'm gonna, what I'm he's gonna all see about. the movie. So yeah, yeah, you, you're but obligated we're to. We're gonna now. find out what Shang Chi is all about. Uh, I'm moving here for it. Right along. This is this one's interesting. WandaVision takes place after Avengers Endgame. Somehow. Unquestionably the weirdest of the Disney Plus series, WandaVision sees Wanda... Elizabeth Olsen's Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. Scarlet Witch, reunited with Paul Bettany as Vision. Described as a mega-event series unlike anything we've done before, WandaVision takes place after the events of Avengers Endgame. Despite Vision... Fuck. Despite Vision having been killed and not resurrected in Infinity War, uh, said Olsen, it's going to get weird and we're finally going to get to understand Wanda Maximoff as the Scarlet Witch. Both the setup and tease which evoked the 1950s seem to be drawing inspiration from House of M uh, Tom King's, uh, and Tom King's suburban Vision storyline. Other MCU characters will appear as well, uh, including... An adult Monica Rambeau from Captain Marvel, who will be played by Dear White People's Tiana Paris. Uh, WandaVision will premiere on Disney Plus in the spring of 2021. Now we are on to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse. Oh, wait, before we get into that, what do you guys think about WandaVision? <laughs> I'm excited. I completely for forgot it. that I was supposed to ask you guys what the fuck you think. I'm <laughs> blacked out. I'm so confused. Like, how. I think they're going to resurrect Vision. I mean, that's cool. I think cool. he's going to be resurrected in the show, yeah. That's cool. But, like, how, I mean, wouldn't have been, because she's going to be in Doctor Strange 2. Yes. Spoilers for the next story. <laughs> oh, no, you weren't already going to listen to it. Of course you weren't. <laughs> they were like, I came only to listen to them talking about WandaVision, <laughs> which I'm sure would have pissed the people off once I immediately went to Doctor Strange. <laughs> So, like, they could have brought him back in Doctor Strange in the, in the multiverse-ish stuff going on. Whatever. They'll get, they're going to bring him back somehow. I like Vision. I like Wanda and her inaccurate, and not inaccurate, inconsistent accent. Yeah. I love how she just Amen. slowly loses it. Like, in Ultron, she it's super thick it's and like, like super uh, It's like Ross from Friends when he tries yeah. to, like, slowly get rid of his accent in the classroom. And they're like, um, what happened? It's yeah. Like, for you friends people, you'll know what I'm talking about. I, yeah. And then like Bobby... I never noticed the difference in his voice. Who, Ross? Yeah. No, no like, he's he, like, like when he starts his job as a geology professor, he like start he tries to th- speak with a British accent. He's trying to like, oh. like the first part of the episode is him talking with his friends how to like get their attention, get them like interested right off the bat. And so he starts out with like this really truthfully terrible british accent 
and it, like gets their attention but now he's stuck because they think he's british and he can't just stop using it and so he comes up with this plan to like slowly phase it out but they notice and yeah <laughs> like i i don't remember when i noticed it maybe it was when i was watching infinity war for the eighth time but <laughs> there was something about because then like i went back and rewatched civil war and i'm like she has it in some scenes and in some scenes she doesn't. And then in Infinity War, she basically doesn't have it. And then in Endgame, when she comes back and she has her interaction with Thanos, and she just goes, you took everything from me. Full American. And I was like, I'm okay with this. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. But, yeah. Don't, uh... I'm here for the weird shit, man. Yeah, I, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna, like, I wasn't sold on disney plus right away and now that i'm here i'm obligated but also i'm i'm in i'm let's do this it's only gonna be like seven dollars i know right <laughs> like, that's such a deal for uh and it'll probably be like discounted if you get a year of it in advance oh that's what dc universe does oh you don't say like it would probably be like 70 for the year instead of 85 or whatever yeah so good shit but yeah spencer what you think about wandavision I'm not as excited for this one as I am for um, Bucky and Falcon, but I did really like what Paul Bettany brought to the character. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've always wanted to ask, and maybe you guys know, like, because he made a perfect Jarvis, but he made an even more perfect Vision, and I'm curious, like, if they already had Vision in mind whenever they know. cast him as Jarvis. Because he looks the part, he sounds the part, he is the part. Like, he nails it with both. I think they might have had the idea... That this is totally out of left field. Speculative. Yeah. Like, maybe they ballparked putting Vision in Ultron. Like, that's how... They were like, we're doing Ultron, so let's introduce Vision because, it would, you know, we're doing the AI. Yeah. I feel thing. like if they thought and Ultron that far ahead... I'm not saying they would have like, waited until Hank Pym was in the picture. Yeah, I'm not saying that they was my biggest that beef with ahead. Age of Ultron to Is begin it, with. Yeah, that's fair. Was that like, hey, if you're gonna release an Ant Man movie a month after Ultron comes out, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you know, make the switcheroo. I think a lot of that also has to do with like the way they were trying to characterize Tony Stark. And I get that. Is it like it made yeah. more sense in the context of this universe for him to be responsible yeah. for Ultron? And, um, I mean, it ripples out into Endgame, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, eventually. So I, I see why they did what they did, but anyway, that was just no, a I, minor beef I that you. I've always had. No, but I'm saying, like, maybe, I don't know when they they slated Age of Ultron, like, when in the writer's room they said, okay, here's what we're doing yeah. for our Avengers sequel, but maybe when they did that, they looked at Paul Bettany and went, hold on a second. Here's <laughs> got an idea. <laughs> Someone get the cameras. <laughs> Hey, does anybody have some red lipstick? Like a lot of red <laughs> lipstick. I need all the red lipstick. Hey, Paul, uh, come here. Come here. I want to try something. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. I like like with all the TV shows. Um, I'm not sure yet if I will get around to seeing them all. I might have to pick like at least one or two. At least they're coming out at different times, so it's not like here's three seasons of television yeah. at once. Watch them all. Yeah. Yeah. Are they releasing the entire, all like, all the show at once? They didn't specify. At least I haven't seen any answer on that yet. I need, I I hate what they're doing with Young Justice only because I can't just watch all of it. And so I I need them to just be like, here's a whole season. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving right along to a Scarlet Witch adjacent story. Scott Derrickson, who will return as director for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, said that he wants to dip into a gothic horror tone. While Benedict Cumberbatch added that they want to preserve the humor of the first film along with the horror, uh, we're going to we're going back to try and destroy him a bit, he said. As an interesting tease, Elizabeth Olsen will also join the cast of Scarlet Witch. According to Marvel, the events of WandaVision will be reflected in the Doctor Strange sequel. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, henceforth, Dissit Mom, will premiere May 7th, 2021, according uh, to the slide Marvel put up. That's right between both WandaVision and Loki. I think this is my most anticipated title for Phase 4. Without a doubt. Um, it's a toss-up between this and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, if I had to pick one of them. However, this is very promising as a film. I think really diving into all of the mechanics of a multiversal conflict is wise. I think diving into the ideas therein is going to be a lot of fun. And I'm excited for anything with Doctor Strange in it. Mr. Grossman, your thoughts on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? I just, when you, because you were like, the effectively live tweeting in person, because <laughs> we were all in the room, <laughs> yeah. as, as Holly's lineup was getting released, we were all here and you were like, and then there's this, <laughs> and then said, oh my god, well, Doctor Spencer Strange. and Josh are playing foosball, yeah. I'm just really loudly, we got the Eternals cast! And you go, Black Widow is a release date. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and I just shouted. I was like, "What? <laughs> what the fuck?" I am. I'm you here made for that it. up. Like you couldn't have actually just said the real title of this movie. <laughs> I'm. Shut uh, up! You made Multiverse of Madness up, didn't you? <laughs> that was my first thought. Yeah. <clears throat> Same like, thing. Love that and clever? Thunder. Sorry, Marvel. Oh, but love and that... Thunder. Love and Wonder. Love and <laughs> Got him. You all heard that, right? We did. I went to say it. Love and Thunder is so goofy, and I got Love and Wonder out, and I was like, damn it. You all heard it. Uh, but, like, I love Doctor Strange. Fuck. I, <laughs> get out. Just on the show anyway. I told you I was going to get fired for this sooner or later. Give I'm, it another I'm a month. martyr. I'll be welcomed home as a hero. <laughs> Can you say the same? Yeah. <laughs> But Doctor Strange just on visual effects alone is incredible. And then on top of that, you have Benedict Cumberbatch just fucking nailing it in this role. He's got a surprisingly and good American accent. One yes. that I'm in love with. And <laughs> everything about his character, I... I'm, perfect. I'm defending your reality, douchebag. I love him. I love him so much. <laughs> and I want more of him. He's great in that I, scene. What's your job again besides making balloon animals? <laughs> I just... I wanted more of him in Endgame, and I get why we didn't get more of him in Endgame. Because you know, of course, dead. Was, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say dead. it, but um, yeah, dead. <laughs> but I'm so happy that not only are we getting Doctor Strange two officially, we have a date, and they're doing multiverse shit, which. I'm a physics major, and I'm here for it. Uh, <laughs> let me rip this we movie we brought you lovingly. on exclusively. To the like, reason of explaining to rip apart strange the physics, of movies. physics things. 
like multiverses. For Let me give you an hour and a half deep dive on how the lightspeed scene in Star Wars The Last Jedi couldn't have happened, but I still love it. <laughs> Which is definitive proof <laughs> that The Last Jedi is terrible. <laughs> Physics major breaks down inaccuracy in the Holdo maneuver. Kathleen Kennedy fired! <laughs> Again. She's been fired twice. That's the second time today we fired (laughs) Kathleen Kennedy. The first time was for allowing the... uh, This isn't even a Star Wars show and Kathleen Kennedy's in trouble. The first first time Kathleen Kennedy was fired today was for allowing a Star Wars comic book featuring Kylo Ren to have the name Kylo Ren appear in the J.J. Abrams trilogy Star Trek font. In case you didn't what a watch fucking Dubak today. <laughs> if if <laughs> Connor actually listens to this, it would be so... Pl- That's his catchphrase, is fucking casual. <laughs> I, don't know why uh, Con- I don't know why my Connor Chikini is very adjacent to Hank Bachman. I don't know yeah. why Connor is almost my grandfather. But yeah. So, I guess I should say for the record, I do enjoy The Last Jedi, so I'm not here to rip it, rip it in half, but... Get one like... Who knows, right? Um, but I remember watching that scene and thinking, this is fucking beautiful. Why isn't everyone dead? Why is not everyone dead? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love... Better question. Why haven't they tried this before? <laughs> that too. Well, they don't Which we dive into two episodes ago in Dubek discussion. Because they didn't want to wipe out half the know. fucking galaxy. It's not It's not their thing, I know. Yeah. Um, They're not all about But it. yeah, super hyped for this movie. Like, it's, th- it's this... And then tied for number two is Thor, Love, and Thunder, and um, Falcon, Winter Soldier. I don't know who, what's going to edge out which first. But yeah. Spencer, Doctor Strange 2 thoughts. I loved the heck out of Doctor Strange 1. My sister thought it was a little weird whenever I made Reagan watch it. She was like, I don't know, I didn't love that one. It was just bizarre. I don't blame her for that. It's un- that's a fair opinion. Like, <laughs> it's literally unlike any Marvel movie she's seen before. That's fair. Yeah. Um, did you see it in three D? Uh, no, I Thankfully, did. No. Dude, it's an experience. I saw it twice in three D. Like, <laughs> you know what I want to do? I want to see uh, Multiverse of Madness in three D on a Quaalude. <laughs> I have another one of his videos to show you. Yes! <laughs> it's Big Man time! The voice, the voice. Can't the touch people. the big man, it's Big Man time. <laughs> Go on. Oh my god, I fucking love this guy. <laughs> Should uh, I play it on the podcast? Or yeah, you're gonna play it at the end, motherfucker. Chew uh, <laughs> it up, we'll be ready. Alright, moving All right. right along, we are talking about the Loki TV show. Uh, Loki's TV series will explore what happens after his big Endgame cameo. Uh, the noble Loki that fought alongside Thor and Ragnarok in the first few moments of Infinity War is dead. The Loki that stole the Tesseract during the time heist in Endgame, however, is still very much alive. This series will tell you what happened to Loki right after that scene confirmed uh, Feige. Tom Hiddleston, who came out to, uh, voice, to a boisterous audience chance of Loki, Confirm that the warmer character development isn't here. You guys saw 2012's Avengers, right? Yeah, so he's still that guy, Hiddleston said. Loki will premiere on Disney Plus in spring 2021, presumably after both WandaVision and Doctor Strange and the Doctor Strange sequel. Thoughts on Loki? 
Travi? I mean, I'm here for it. I'm here for all of this. Yes. But, like, I, uh, I think it's interesting that they wanted to backtrack. I think they know, though, that this is the Loki that sells. Yeah. And this is the this is the Loki that came out after to a panel after Avengers and told the crowd to fucking kneel. Yeah. So like they know this is the the Loki that's going to sell Disney Plus subscriptions and sell merch. Yes. So can I This is going to be mean. Okay. Cuz I'm friends with a lot of the people who are like this. So are you, so are you. So no offense to any of those people. I really, really, really hope we sidestep another hot topic Loki sexual phase. I want to avoid a lot of awkward junior high kids whose first experience with self-pleasure was probably at Loki fanfiction. I want to avoid that at all costs. I, I can't stand... I'm not going to survive another wave of Loki thirst. <laughs> I don't think I'll survive it. Jared, I hate to inform you. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> I believe Have Travis you seen already that has jawline? a draft. Uh, Do you not, Travis? Have you seen that a... jawline? <laughs> I didn't hear that until 30 seconds after you said it. Um... As a matter of fact, I have it right here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, well, I, I get it. I get it. I get that there are certain actors no. who are just too good looking for their own good. I understand that. I agree that. with you, though. Like, I'm just saying. Yes. I need us to not turn Tom Hiddleston into a sexual object again. For the my fact, own personal sanity. The fact that that sentence ends in again says enough. <laughs> Not I just either. I just don't need everyone to be like Loki sexual. I just I, couldn't lose a student I, on a trip. Not again. Not again. <laughs> my boy. Okay, the two you, know, most you get to say it now. The two most. I'm trying my best, Julius. Too <laughs> 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 um, good. Spencer, thoughts on Loki? Um, we've known this is coming for a good while yep. now, and uh, yeah, really, I've, I've had. I've okay. had a lot of time to to mentally mentally prepare isn't quite right because it's not like you've had a lot of time to mull over to, it yeah though. to think about what I hope to see and what I would expect from something like this and I think we've discussed it a couple times I I know more what I hope we don't see than what I hope we do see yeah like I don't want it to be Loki you know Titanic. Dennis the Menace meets Doctor Who where like. <sighs> Like, on the contrary <laughs> i need it i'm okay okay no that's... <laughs> on the contrary i need it no i <laughs> Travis, you're too good man you're, you're too awesome i do i do <laughs> want that um for context what he and i have said before travis okay. is that like I don't want every episode to be like yeah. this a is different how, historical this event. This is how Loki caused the Hindenburg. This is yeah. how Loki started World War One. This is how Loki made the Titanic sink. You yeah. are pitching no. such a <laughs> <good decision. laughs> no. this, 
This is one or two of those, maybe, but I don't want the whole show. This is how Loki swiped the binoculars from the observation deck on the Titanic. Yeah. Conveniently (laughs) making them unable to see See the the iceberg iceberg in front of them, which is a lie, by the way. I just, I don't want their, and like, I would be okay with like one or two, maybe three of those. But I also don't want it to literally just be Loki fucking shit up for the lols. I don't want Loki to be like a 4chan shit yeah, poster. We, yeah, no. You know what I mean? Like, I want there to be like motivation to what he. You're welcome for that visual, Travis. <laughs> I just imagine Loki at like 4 a.m. writing green text on a laptop. <laughs> be me, god of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Loki's a shit poster. <laughs> <laughs> I need. I want to write a series of green texts now that are just in the form of like it's at the end. It's like be Loki as like the twist. I don't want Dennis the Menace meets Doctor Who. On the contrary, I need it. <laughs> no, I still. We still need to get Loki did Titanic shirts made. Oh, um, he was man. On the contrary, I need it. Um, Whenever this show gets a bigger following, thank you, all 1,200 of you. Um, yeah, we love you. We love you so you, much. You are sufficient for us. Just bring your friends. Yeah, bring your friends. Bring I want, friends or family I want there to be more. I want there to be more people who listen and more people who like follow Travis and I on Twitter for us to like get a thread going of like all the favorite Travis quotes. Because you're good for quite a few already. <laughs> including on the contrary I need it you're already pitching a really good TV show (laughs) and your description of shit that's happened before like we're crucifying a kid tonight I'm not taking any chances um (laughs) you're good oh man but yeah we know we already we've known this is coming and Jerry and I at least have shared our thoughts on our hopes and our and our fears yes. already. I think um, there's only like three things on this entire list that are even rem- like one is the next one's actually a surprise, and the other two we knew kind of about, but we knew about what if. I didn't. I didn't know about what if, which means we didn't cover it on the show. No, I might have been before you then. I think I might have talked about it with uh, Matt. Whenever he was still a thing before he died in the snap. <laughs> Ooh. I still love it. Tony snap. Ah. <laughs> like he's dead, dead. He died in time. Man, if you still listen, that wasn't a dig at you. <laughs> it sounded like I said he was on Thanos' side and deserved to fucking die. That's not how I meant that, Matt. I love you, buddy. I hope you're doing well. Sell, sell me tacos. Sell me tacos. Um, moving right along, we have uh, the What If... Uh, series. Um, Westworld's Jeffrey Wright will act as the narrator uh, in the form of Celestial Observer the Watcher, uh, assuming they're doing Uatu, in Marvel's animated series, What If? Additionally, many actors from across the MCU uh, quote, will reprise their roles or at least lend their voices to these hypothetical scenarios. Wow! I did not see the fucking cast list. This is insane. Holy shit! It's just everyone. Like the cast includes Michael B. Jordan as Eric Killmonger, Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes, Josh Brolin as Thanos, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, Sam Jackson as Fury, Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Haley Atwell as Peggy Carter, 
Uh, Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther, Karen Gillan as Nebula, Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, Paul Rudd as Ant-Man, Michael Douglas as Hank Pym. Neil uh, Donahue as Dum Dum Dugan, Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark, Sean Gunn as Craglin, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster, Taika Waititi as Korg, Toby Jones as Armin Zola, Dar- um, uh, Korath will be in it because I'm not attempting the name, Jeff Goldblum as Grandmaster, and our favorite MCU actor who has also accosted me at a con publicly. Michael Rooker is Yondu is back. Uh, oh God, no, they can't. No, I'm gonna cry again. No. <laughs> no, hold on. He may have been your father, boy, but, but he, he wasn't, wasn't your daddy. daddy. Oh! I, Travis, are you? Did you hear the story of when I met Michael Rooker at no. City Con? He saved Jerry, like from Satan. He saved him. <laughs> <laughs> sidebar it's on youtube <laughs> somewhere isn't it yeah if you dig deep enough <clears throat> into steel city like the the YouTube, archives of yeah. steel city video you can find michael rooker saving jared and also uh, accosting me so okay he's steel city con we were there i bought his autograph before this happened i don't know if i would have bought it after this we're in the q a this is before guardians 2 okay maybe a good year year and a half before guardians 2 and my question was, during his Q&A panel, how did you prepare to play Yondu Andanta, who is a more obscure character? Um, you know, did you start reading the comics straight obscure? away? Obscure? What are you hold talking on, about? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold um, on. And I was like, you know, how did you prepare? I was like, did you read the comics? Or um, did you just go with what James Gunn said? And I got about half of that out before... Spencer. Obscure? What the hell are you talking about? Obscure? Yandu Don is not an obscure character. Something like that. You forgot the, the the big one. Well, you said G- is Jesus. That's how that came through. No, I meant what he. I'm he does a whole you know. Yandu Don, you're telling me Yandu Don is an obscure character. Room full of fucking people. Are you mentally retarded? <laughs> Everyone's fucking dying. He and Spencer sitting right there with their jaws in their lap. It's like right here. <laughs> and I'm like, and I like have my hand, head in my hands. And I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus. And he got, and he reaches over to me and goes, and you are saved, my son. And I was like, oh my God. And I was, and I was like, I, my question was kind of a two-parter. And he was like, yeah, what is it? I was like, what are you, it was like, I was like, is there anything new happening with Yondu in the movie? I'm blue. And kept fucking walking. Yeah. My big thing, like Michael Rooker was a very entertaining character to have in a Q&A, but he really never answered anyone's question. No. Because like, there was probably a sniper from Disney 18 miles away. It was stuff like, you know, a seven-year-old girl would be like, Mr. Rooker, what's your favorite food? And he'd be like, well, what's your favorite food, darling? I like mac and cheese. I love me some mac and cheese. Actual I question and answer me that happened. I some mac and cheese. <laughs> or some, somebody would be like, Yondu, or, or they'd be like, Mr. Rooker, um, who is your favorite character in the MCU? Yondu Udanta. And he's just like, like he would never My actually My favorite was, what was your questions. favorite part about filming The Walking Dead? The paycheck! <laughs> That's a real answer. What are you talking yeah. about? 
if, if, he gives if that you answer. think that's not a real answer, you've never had a steady job in your life. Yeah, well, like, that's so... not a real answer, but when Michael Caine said it, he's a fucking hero? Come on! Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. it was a hero because he said it about Jaws the Revenge. Because I don't know if you've right? ever heard that quote from Michael Caine. I've never seen that movie, but I saw the house it bought. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is a comic book podcast, however. Um, Let's get back. Uh, so now try to guess what the episodes are about is what it says after the cast list. Uh, the Watchers uh, is a being non-earthly who uh, observes all things. He's uh, watching over the multiverse and occasionally may or may not uh, intervene the do- uh, with the doings of earthlings. Uh, uh, yes, 2021 is absolutely all about the multiverse. And then, uh, like it said... The actual factual multiverse. Yes, and then in 2021, it will be airing in the summer on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Travis, uh, non-being humiliated by a blue alien thoughts on this show. <laughs> I'm boycotting this show after being attacked by Michael Rooker. I thought it was damn funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Whatever you like, I thought it was funny. Uh, damn funny. He was nice to me. I went up to his booth when you were getting the autograph and I just started talking to him. At one point, I was just like, Mr. Rooker, do you do all your own whistling for the character Yondu? And he goes, hell yeah, I do. I forgot He just like lets out this like half-hearted whistle. And that was a terrible example. Yeah, new boy. He's like, he just talks like Yondu, first of all. He talks like him. I Oh, God. I'm like a thousand percent convinced he was like half in the bag for all of Steel City Con. <laughs> Especially after shit like that. A sober person does not answer, do you do your own whistling with like loudly whistling. Going, hell yeah! I whistle, motherfucker! Like, Mr. Rooker, you don't have to prove it. <laughs> yeah, I do, boy! <laughs> Aggressive Michael Rooker is our new... Is our... Is our Oh, I just, that's a really terrible shot. <laughs> no, my favorite was um somebody on I can't I think it was comicbook.com posted like all of the different logos. Oh, the... I can't remember who it was, but when they had the blade one, they couldn't get the whole thing in there. So it was like it was it was Black Widow, The Eternals, Captain America, Earth, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Lad. Lad. <laughs> <laughs> the lads. Oh, lad. Uh, uh, but yeah, what if seems pretty sweet. <laughs> the wheels know. are falling yeah. off. <laughs> um, we lose them. Um, like, you know, we've all, I'm sure we've all had the, the what if conversations on things. Oh, yeah. This is, this is just going to fuel that fire to the thousandth degree and I, I'm ready. Let's do it. Give it to me. The thing with counterfactual history, as we call it in the academic world, I guess we can call it counterfactual fiction, is that you will always not please somebody because they've got their their own perfect personal like what if scenario that they like, and you know there's a million different ways to flesh out a what if, and it's just like how much time you put into it and how much you yeah know, it's how long it, how far question, out do you follow that and i think yeah. it i think this goes without saying but i think especially with this show what will make or break the tv show is the quality of writing like 
you need a well-written what yeah. story for this all out. rides on the script yeah. you're absolutely yeah. right like the premise cast, of this show yeah. cast is locked and loaded that's good to go yeah you don't like, need to worry about the cast they're they'll be fine the direction is not going to be an issue but what could what is really going to make or break this show is the quality of script especially how again how like how deep you go with some of these episodes how deep you go and how well you can still make it work yeah like again like that's a lot of characters they have listed i want to know how deep and like what all plot lines they're changing like you know yeah. killmongers in there okay is this just um they don't kill uh tachaka's brother and and Dejaka gets to grow up as a proper wakandan or is this yeah, like no like he straight up fucking kills t'challa during the fight in black panther right and so you know and when thanos comes knocking now eric killmonger has to go fight thanos shit like that like i would like to see that you know i don't know like i the, i a lot of these i want to see what if the villain one kind of scenarios especially with the way we see endgame shake out mm-hmm. like i'd love to see like the realities that have a lot to do with just like okay such and such lost. Now what happens when Thanos starts knocking on Earth's door? Or and like, like, what if there was uh, an episode where it was like something happens to one of the stones in like Phase Two that allows Thanos to show up before Doctor Strange is a thing, to show up before Black Panther's a thing, and to watch like that get fleshed out without some of these big hitters that we have now? That'd be interesting. Yeah, be very very interesting. What if Thor went for the head? We go careening towards uh, climate change issues a lot faster. Than that. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, moving right along here, we, we have can't not to... hockey. <laughs> so it's hockey. hockey. Uh, no, we have the Hawkeye show. Uh, Hawkeye will train Kate Bishop in the Disney Plus series. The fifth Disney Plus series going. Uh, is going to Jeremy Renner, who is a post is a post Endgame show. Uh, he's going to Hawkeye's going to train Kate Bishop. Uh, Kate Bishop in the comics goes on to become the new Hawkeye. The title card for the series is inspired by the Matt Fraction logo from his run in the Hawkeye comics and David Adger's comic series. We can only hope the TV show is too, and I also hope that it takes note from the Matt Fraction run. Uh, after running through the aisles. Like a normal person, Jeremy Renner said, I get to teach someone else how to be a superhero without superpowers. Uh, he thinks that's a good message that anyone can be a damn superhero, was his verbiage. The series will be a, will also explore his less noble time as Ronin. Uh, Hawkeye will premiere in fall of 2021. Spencer! Ooh, gotcha, bitch! Spencer, thoughts on Hawkeye? <laughs> what? Oh. Well, I like gestured to him and then jumped to you, uh, <laughs> just to mix it up a little bit. I would love to see a little bit more of the Ronan part of his character. Agreed, and and especially to like have the show pick his brain a little bit. Like obviously the guy is like grief is at the base of that, but like talk me through it. I wanna I wanna have lunch with Ronan. Yeah, and, like how you doing, bud? <laughs> I also think like dealing with somebody after going through all of that. Like I think a lot of MCU stuff moving forward of that whole you know with Spencer with Spider Man, we saw like okay this is somebody who got to come back with all of his friends, and live in a post snap slash blip world. Mm-hmm. 
I want to see how someone who had to live through losing someone through the blip handled it. I want to see like Hawkeye go from, you know, you know, if you step out there, you're an Avenger to like slitting thugs throats and like, no, bad people exist and bad people survived and my family died. So I need to hurt people to feel anything anymore um, to having like this is really dark. And I hope the show gets into it, but like, oh, I started murdering criminals because I lost my kids and my wife. And now after, you know, War Machine describes like the scene that he leaves is very, very bloody, very, very gruesome. In uh, Mexico, I can only wonder what it's like to be like, oh, I killed in the name of losing you. And now I have to look my kids in the eye after that. Mm. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot for him as a character. Um, so I'm very, very excited for this. Um, because of that, I'm excited to see Kate Bishop. I'm excited to just see Hawkeye. Just get to have a fucking time, man. I need it. I, he's, yeah. I love Jeremy Renner. It's like all of the little quips and the like the, the, the one-liners that he's got all the way up to like you you quoted like my favorite speech in the history of cinema. Yeah. You know, like I really need to know because the city is flying. Okay, the city is flying? And we're fighting an army of robots. And I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. <laughs> and then, like, as he's gearing I up... I was giddy in the theater. And as, the, like, he's gearing up and going back out there, he's like, yeah, the city is flying. Like, he's still trying to, like, convince himself that all of this is happening. I still... It's so hot great. take. Hot take. Age of Ultron is the best Hawkeye appearance, bar none. Agreed. I, I did the whole mind control thing. Not I, a fan. I think like, I gotta gotta give you that one. Between that and like Absolutely. all the quips at Winter, er, not Winter Soldier, at Quicksilver. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, nobody man, would no, know. Nobody. Last time I saw him, an Ultron was sitting on him. <laughs> it's too bad, quick bastard. I miss him already. <laughs> God. Thank you for remembering that line yeah. in its entirety because I would have fucked it yeah, up. Yeah, that's. I don't even think that's a hot take. I, I think that's just Ultron truth. was sitting on him. <laughs> yeah. Don't uh, be missed, the quick little bastard. <laughs> uh, moving right along, uh, Natalie Portman is going to play uh, Lady Thor in Thor Love and Thunder. I love that title. I love that. I do so too. Much. That is so I, fucking weird I, and I love it. I love everything about Thor right now. Like I had sorry. I had never seen Taika Watiti as a human being. Right? <laughs> like I've only heard his voice as Korg and read quotes of his <laughs> in interviews. Wanna come? <laughs> and watching him, I actually this is the only part of the Marvel Hall H panel I watched was them I announcing didn't see Thor. any of it now. Watching Taika Waititi, I just like read all the just his articles. mannerisms, the energy. Yeah, I love it. I need more of it in my life. Yeah, I can't wait to see the episodes he directs of the fucking Mandalorian. He directs episodes of the Mandalorian. Yeah, shit. And allegedly is voicing IG eighty eight. Shit. I'm in. Um. Yeah. So the second to last Phase Four movie revealed. And the one hinted at earlier when the news leaked of Ragnarok's director Taika Waititi's returning is Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, we'll reintroduce Natalie Portman as Jane Foster, also the uh, Lady Thor, 
taking inspirations from Jason Aaron's The Mighty Thor comics. Portman walked out on stage holding Mjolnir, which is perhaps the most Comic-Con sentence I've written this year. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, uh, a.k.a. Valkyrie, have not yet seen the script, uh, though Thompson said that her first decree as king of New Asgard is that she needs to find her queen. After the panel, Feige told io9 that Valkyrie is the MCU's first LGBTQ hero. Uh, how that impacts the story remains to be seen with the level of representation you get across our films, not just in Thor 4. Uh, he said Thor Love and Thunder will premiere November 5th, 2021. Uh, we got hints of the whole Valkyrie uh, being uh, gay and or bi in um, Ragnarok as we see her like holding her dead fellow Valkyrie lover. Um, I'm excited for this. I'm really, really excited for this after everything that we've seen from Taika Waititi's writing of Thor and the way that the Russos handled Taika Waititi's Thor. Um, I'm... Dude, you're, a fucking, you're a fucking infant. Ha ha, it's a titty joke. Um, I, would, I would expect this much from TJ Bowser. And those other fucking losers on Gore and More. Damn. Thank you. Oh, Jesus. We're at two and a half, boys. Yes. It's about... Time for bed. We're almost done. <laughs> Whew. We're almost Thank you for sticking with territory. us. Huh? We're almost a perfect sheets run territory. Perfect sheets run territory. I don't I, have my I wallet just, on I me. just want to go home, make a yeah. ham sandwich. And I would definitely bed. accompany you if I brought my wallet over with me. Um, but what the hell was that? That was an armpit fart. Here, I'll try again. <laughs> And you're complaining about the fucking time and you're fucking arm farting. TD. Oh, I hate you. Um, I'm embracing the role no, as a uh, five-year-old. Uh, but no, I'm super excited for this and I'm excited to see uh, Lady Thor. And also excited to see how this impacts Thor as a character. Travi? Like, I'm excited. I think it's cool. I think... I. See, Natalie Portman, from everything I've seen from her, seems like one of those no-nonsense kind of people, right? Yeah. She's she's there to work. She's got a She's there for the craft. I want to know what psychology. the fucking paycheck looked like to get her back. I want to hear I want to hear yes. that fucking phone call because apparently there was only one. I want to know what the paycheck looked okay. like. To get Natalie Portman to come wanna, back to Thor. I want to know, especially this new Thor, right? This goofy, improv-y Thor, which I love. Ragnarok was one of is one of my favorite MCU films, but like, agreed. I, it's just gonna be weird seeing not weird seeing her interact with it, but like interesting to watch how she fits into that. Because when you think back to like. Thor 1, you can get a little bit of goofy Thor because he's like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm on Earth and I don't know. I like this drink another! You know. I need a horse. Right? <laughs> and then in Thor 2, they go full on serious and it didn't work. And that's the last time we saw her. Yeah. So it's going to be weird bringing her back after the big Thorbowski. The big Thorbowski. <laughs> right? <laughs> also interesting how we're going to lead into this because this takes place before Guardians 3. Yeah. And he's with the Guardians right now. 
Allegedly. Or at least he's gotten kicked out of the Asgardians of the galaxy. <laughs> so. Oh my god, I'd love that, like, if, like, fucking Quill just ejects him from the ship uh, while he's sleeping. Like, like the opening scene of... The Robin opening Thunder. scene is him catapulting out of the Benatar. I'd love that. Spencer? Yeah? Thoughts on Thor, Love and Thunder? I'm not super fond of the name, as I think I've already said. I think Thor, Love and Thunder, and Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. In the Multiverse of Madness. I think those are two of the worst MCU titles I love ever. them because they're so goofy and I staunchly disagree. Yes. I, I would look for a title like that in, like... A Spider-Man or a Guardians movie, like I'm just, I like like stuff that's goofy just for the sake of being goofy, but I don't look for it in a Doctor Strange movie because he in himself is not goofy. He's witty at best, but he's not I goofy. Would, I, I, I think that the title's goofy. I think it's more comic-like. Yeah, I think right? it's supposed to be like a pulpy horror and movie. I think it just shows title. how far they've come, right? That well, I mean, think about before it was literally just Iron Man, Iron Man Two, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I Man love movies... the fact that, with the exception of Volume Two, Volume Three, that they have avoided number titles so much. I like that as well, but they've been good titles. <laughs> I Winter will... Soldier. That's a great title. You know? Yeah, I Age of Ultron. Brilliant title. If you're referring to an age as a couple days, yes. <laughs> Love and Thunder. Wonderful title. Amazing Love, title. Love and Thunder. Corny as hell. Which fits. <laughs> I, I will see. I over, said, I'm excited over, for it. Oh, Overall, are you, are you excited uh, for like, beyond the name? Are you excited? Beyond the name, I'm always excited <laughs> to see Thor on screen. Um, I like the direction that they're taking Thor into like a much more, you know, uh, goofy like not as rigid a character I'm nervous that they might take it to the point where I don't take Thor this like killing machine seriously anymore I'm hoping they don't go that far I think what they're going to maintain and sorry for cutting you off I like the how they've shown him in Ragnarok Infinity War and Endgame with the like he hits like the switch in the kill mode he can get serious. Like, like the moment he's like, okay, we're done playing around, he, like, completely shifts. Let's kill him proper this time. Yeah, like, there's no more, like, goofy, drunk, whatever. He just immediately, you're a dead man. Like, and he, and, like, even during the Battle of Wakanda in Infinity War, like, he shows up and is, like, incinerating the fucking Outriders. Like, bring me Thanos! And he's, you know, massacring all these guys. But once he finds Steve and he sees a friend who he hasn't seen in years, he's like, hey, see so you copied my beard. What's up, bud? Like he, like he, like he sees them. He levels with them, and then we see him try to fucking slaughter Thanos. Like he, like immediately switches back into kill mode. Um, same thing in uh, Endgame. Like we see goofy, bumbling, depressed Thor, but like when shit gets serious, it's killing properly this time. Or like I don't know if you saw what I put on Twitter about it, but like his blood curdling screech yeah. after Avengers Assemble, where it's like that. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> It's like, like I said, like the only thing that gets me more hyped in Endgame than Avengers Assemble is Avengers Assemble. Ah! 
<laughs> Thor's the first one to start screaming. Um, sorry to our listeners who I just violently ear raped. Um, uh, so phase five and beyond. Uh, so everything that has been listed above has almost everything that we know for certain uh, between now and the end of 2021. But what comes next? As Feige noted uh, near the end of Hall Marvel's Hall H presentation, there's quite a bit uh, sequels to Black Panther and Captain Marvel. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and of course the addition of X-Men and the Fantastic Four. From Disney's last earnings call, we still have three MCU premiere dates for 2022, though which films go where is unknown. Uh, so we have a 2022 in February 18th, May 6th of 2022, and July 29th, 2022. I know I said this before, and I was wrong that the sooner one wasn't Black Panther. However, I do still maintain that they're going to release Black Panther movies in February for um, Black History Month. Uh, like they did for the first one. And then the other big piece of news, obviously, was a Feige confirmed to very loud applause that Mahershala Ali will be playing uh, the MCU version of Blade or Lad, uh, hmm. depending on or how much Lad. you have. <laughs> Lad the Daywalker. Uh, not mentioned, though, all but guaranteed. Uh, obviously, you see a third movie in the Spider-Man movies um, and other things for Disney+. Plus. So, yeah, that was Hall H, uh, and obviously like a third Ant-Man movie, presumably, at some point. So that was all for Hall H. Uh, that was all for Marvel. Lots and lots and lots of big news. Uh, of the bunch, I think we are all somewhat in agreement that somewhere between Falcon and Winter Soldier and Doctor Strange are the ones we're most excited for for yeah, Phase 4. I agree. Um, Thor, Love, and Thunder, and What If are not very far behind. I'm pumped for What If. That sounds fascinating. Yeah, especially with like the people that they have coming back. Like that, There's a lot of options there. I really hope What If Killmonger had to fight Thanos is in there. I really hope that like we get to see like you know them come knocking on Wakanda's door like, Hey, we need help! <laughs> He's gonna fuck us up! He um, gonna kill us! Yeah, especially, like, you know, if Killmonger's plot would have worked, like, the, 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 the uprising he would have started across the uh, planet. Um, but, yeah. Uh, final thoughts on Hall H, Travis? I'm survived. We, uh, I'm survived. I'm surprised we survived the episode right. without, I've... you know... Many bathroom breaks. No. Yeah, surprisingly. I only made one. Me too. You probably, we both you probably it. didn't even notice. And we both made it during stories that we weren't relevant for. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. worked. Um, but yeah. Surprise. I just don't move from this seat when we record. I don't move. I. You got the he's, he's shitting man. right now. <laughs> <laughs> if we cut the bathroom mason jars. <laughs> the delivery is perfect. He's shitting right now. <laughs> I am the only thing that I am staunchly upset about. Spider-Man spoilers. I'm mad we didn't hear anything about a spider, a third Spider-Man sequel, because of how they left us at the end of Far From Home. We might have to wait an entire fucking phase. 
We are we, waiting at least a phase. We might have to wait two phases, Jared. Think about that. <laughs> Think about it being 2023 and we finally get the resolution to Peter Parker as Spider-Man. That's a yeah. long time to let it steep. It's a long time. Yeah. But, uh, very excited. Spencer, thoughts coming off all the big Hall H and, and San Diego as a whole. Uh, San Diego Comic Con, all the news that has come out. Thoughts um, as a whole. I would have liked a little bit more news for the upcoming season of Clone Wars. Yeah. I would have liked more I think they're than... saving that for D23 next month. I know, but I would have liked something. Like, the, no, I agree. All we got totally was agree. like a couple sentences and a still. Yeah. But I would have liked a, a second trailer at the least. And hopefully we do get that at D23. But other than that, I'm pleased with the with the stuff we found out at the Hall H and at Steel City in general. That's all I got. All right. I, uh... I will say though, oh yeah, red bring sun. me the red sun. <laughs> I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> that um, non-comic news. We got news for the fall set of Magic: The Gathering. Got imagine mentioned Magic once, uh, and it's gonna be fucking Arthenian themed. I thought it was. Fantasy like Grimm's fairy tales and and, uh, and Knights of the Round Table esque. Oh, very good. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be hella hype. I'm here. I'm ready. Let's um, get hella. Um, it's one of my favorite vines ever, um, and I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, Spencer. Before we wrap up, where can the lovely people find you? You can find me. Uh, you have that fucking video man, ready. Cosplays. <laughs> Just give me a chance. <laughs> Just give it a check. Ah, all it's right. the big all right. man. Let her play. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Yeah, fucking You know what time it is. Yeah, big man. Oh back. my god, the www.thekidfrombrooklyn.com. You know, I realize most of my fans out there listen to me on a computer every day. They listen to me on their laptops in their car. All the police, firemen, secretaries, doctors, lawyers, all the people out there listen to me in their office every day on a computer. And I really appreciate it. The big man really appreciates you listening to me every day. And if you're ever in your office or your boss or supervisor, either one, come up to you and say, what are you listening to on that computer? And they come over and try to take a look at the screen. I'll tell you what to tell them. Can't touch this, baby. It's big man time. Can't touch this, baby. Big man time, baby. Can't touch this. Yeah. 
Y'all know that it's big man time. I don't even know what to do with this. Intended, baby, big man time. How long is he going to say this? Don't say it again. Do you guys know the time? 10.07. You're welcome. So, uh, <laughs> Travis, where can the lovely people find you? On... Big man time, Travis. <laughs> it's not 10.07. <laughs> it's big man time. It's big man time. <laughs> the lovely, lovely people can find me on Twitter at Travis Political. Uh... You need right. to change the fucking Twitter handle right now to Travis it, the Big Man. Um, I can't. I can't take his name. You can't. No. Uh, I just. He's looking down at all of us from heaven. Praise him. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fucking. Did hell. he have a stroke or something? Probably overdosed on quaaludes. <laughs> I don't. I can't. That isn't true. I don't know. <laughs> I would have thought it would have been a stroke because he like shouts so loud that all the blood goes to his head and then Jesus okay uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at darkjedi2552 be sure to like and follow uh, Dubeck Discussion on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook be sure to follow Spencer on my cosplay page New Regime Cosplay uh and listen to all the other shows in the network that I don't have it in me to list off right now. Um, oh, no. Actually, here are all the shows you need to listen to. This one, Do Back, Discussion, Wicked Wednesday, uh, Jerk the Curtain, Down the Rabbit Hole, and there are no other shows in this network. I promise that there are no shows other than those ones. There's not a single other one. There's not a single other show. So don't go looking. There is not a show that may have the bloated fucktard Chad Chrisman on it. <laughs> calling Damn. you out. You hear me calling you out, boy. You hear me call you out. Fuck Gordon Moore. Oh, uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for uh, listening. Be sure to tune in to the same bat time at the same bat channel. We love you guys 3000 and I'm so sorry for the length of this episode. Yeah. Save, I'm not... save it for a nice long car trip. Car truck. Car truck. Car truck. Car truck. Were you trying to get crazy with this thing? Don't you know I'm local?
then soon I got to get my props Cops come and try to snatch my crops These pigs wanna blow my house down 